Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is us, Dragons Greed Gaming, and we are here with a brand new actual play series. We're going to be diving into some Shadowrun, finally delving into some cyberpunk. Very, very cool. Uh, as always, before we get started, be sure you stop by our Facebook page. That's where you can catch all the latest news about the show and the channel. Uh, check out our YouTube channel as well. We're finally... Finally getting uh, a little bit of uh, of actual video content on there. Our Tale of Five Gamers for 40k is uh, is cracking along. And by the time you hear this, our Warhammer Fantasy Tale of Gamers is probably just about wrapping up. And uh, what else? Um, stop by Spreaker where we host the podcast. And follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you know... At iTunes, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. So leave, leave us those five-star reviews as well. Helps us grow the channel. Uh, and of course, uh, if you are so inclined, if you really want to help support the channel, consider joining our Patreon page. Get yourself access to some cool artwork monthly from Kyle. And also uh, get yourself access to our Patreon-only Warhammer actual play series. We got a new one starting up. Uh, called The Drowned Dragon, which is an all-high elf campaign. It'll be about episode two by the time you guys hear this, so go check it out. Uh, it's turning out to be quite cool, something very different I haven't done before, so very exciting. Anyway, enough of that. As always, I am your host, the Great Unclean One, and I welcome you back. Hopefully, you have just gotten done enjoying our Halloween specials. Those were a lot of fun to record and play, uh, but we are diving back into somewhat of a regular rhythm here again for the next couple weeks slash months. Uh, we are joined by some familiar faces all around. They've been here and there, mostly there. Uh, but taking the helm this time, I will not be running this. As a matter of fact, this is my first time ever playing Shadowrun. I've known about it for years. I've uh, 
touched a couple of the video games here and there, including the old, old one on uh, Super Nintendo, uh, just briefly though. So uh, looking excited, looking forward to this. Very excited to see how this all turns out. I've, I've heard horror stories of uh, old Shadow Runs combat mechanics. Uh, but we are playing some of the, the newer stuff. So anyway, our good friend Adam, the uh, the host with the most from the Four Glory podcast and also our host of our little trek through Delta Green uh, a couple weeks ago is uh, is back and he will be behind the GM screen. So welcome back, Adam. Happy to have you. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Happy to uh, have somebody else leading the charge. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice little break. I'm looking forward to. Not gonna lie. So, uh, what edition are we playing here, Adam? Oh boy! So we're gonna be playing the fifth edition, which is the second most recent. Uh, there's some issues with the newest one, in my opinion. So I like, I like the fifth edition. Played so through there's... personally, uh, third, fourth, and fifth, and a little bit of sixth. This is the one that I like. Okay, so sixth is the current edition? Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, okay, cool. Well, we'll let you do more of an introduction in a minute here. Let's go around the table with the cast. Uh, joining us, as always, my good friend, Mr. Reliable himself, Johnny American. Sean, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. I'm excited to play Shadowrun. I've, I've played a little bit before. Um, so, yeah, ready to roll back into cyberpunk <laughs> shenanigans. What uh, what edition of the game have you played? Uh, I played the current edition uh, once at Gen Con, and then the edition before. So I think that was worth. They're currently on six, I think, and I played in the fifth, the fifth world, as they call it. Just uh, just one shots, or have you played any actual full campaigns? Yeah, like full full campaigns. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Uh, anything else you want to tell the listeners? What you've been up to lately? Anything exciting like that? I ran a, a game of Morkborg yesterday in preparation for running some stuff for for Dragon's uh, Raid. Oh yeah, yeah, awesome. it was it was great. Killed seven characters. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, it's gonna be glorious. Uh, so funny. Wonderful. Okay, cool. Well, we'll get to that in a second, uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Uh, next, uh, returning once again, another host. I'm just going to replace all the players with hosts of other channels so I don't have to do any work. Um, Scar from the Neon Swamp is back. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to jump back into Shadowrun. It's been over a decade. Uh, I love Shadowrun, man. You can get all the best world of cyberpunk and D&D just slammed together. It's cool. Cool story, too. What uh, what additions have you played? Um, I, I played, I believe, third edition. Um, I have some very fond memories of that. I played a very good storyteller back in the day. Um, you know, no pressure or anything, Adam. But uh, <laughs> it was a blast. Wow. It, uh, it, it really explored the world and, and everything about it. And um, yeah, it's really cool. Excellent. Cool. Well, uh, you can hold my hand through this because I, I really don't know what I'm in store for. So... Okay, uh, and then also joining us as our uh, final player, he was here, what, two, three weeks ago for some Alien, uh, that was his first time on the channel, please welcome back our good friend Aaron, also known as Poultrygeist, uh, where did I poach you from, Aaron, was it Scar's channel? Yeah, you, Gen Con? you, poached, me no, you poached me from Neon Swamp, yeah. Okay, that's where it was, okay, well he is back, what's going on, man, what's, uh, tell us what's your experience with Shadowrun? 
so I have no experience with Shadowrun, actually. Oh, um, okay. We got two newbies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was uh, it was more than anything. I have a buddy who is really into it, and he used to just kind of yap my ear off about it. And it seemed cool, but, you know, I was busy playing Dungeons & Dragons and Pathfinder, so. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, we're happy to have you back uh, for the next few weeks. And uh, yeah, I'm the Great Unclean One, your host. I have never played Shadowrun, as I said before, uh, but I'm looking forward to being a player for some extended time here and uh, then get prepped for some Alien uh, probably early next year. Uh, other than that, I uh, have been slowly painting some Death Guard for our 40k Tale Gamers. Uh, I am sad to admit that my progress is nowhere near as good as my Chaos Horde for Fantasy, but um, they are looking sweet. I'm about halfway through a unit of Terminators right now, and I'm starting to get the bits together because I've decided I'm finally going to add a Defiler to my army. It's one of the only units I don't have, and I found a really cool conversion that looked very Death Guard-ish, so... Uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm waiting for some other models to show up from uh, Etsy and stuff, but I don't know when those are going to show up, so got to get other stuff ready so I have something to paint. Uh, and I've actually finally played some 10th edition 40K. I've played two games so far with Ernie, uh, who's in our Tale of Gamers as well. We've done uh, some games of Combat Patrol, and it's been a blast so far. Uh, luckily, Ernie has not really played any of 10th edition either, so we're kind of learning together, which is good, because the rest of Ernie's group of friends are, are much more competitive, and I'm not really into that sort of thing. So I'd like to actually learn the game and not just get my face stomped in my first game. So uh, that's been enjoyable. And uh, still crushing it in uh, in Total War as well. We're running some Colic Sun Eater right now, taking over the world, and uh, chipping my way through uh, what the fuck's that game? Uh, Days Gone. Still loving that too. So getting stuff done when I can, where I can. But uh, time is always very, very slim. So. Anyway, tonight, this is going to be our session zero. We are going to write up some characters. Uh, Adam's going to tell us a little bit about Shadowrun and uh, kind of give us an introduction to this universe, this game. And then we're going to go through and make our characters. Uh, we are in roll 20 tonight. Uh, we Since... Uh, Basically, everything is set up already for Adam, rather than having to do everything manually in Foundry, so uh, we're stepping back into the Stone Age, but that's okay. I still love him. And, uh, yeah, I think that's really all there is to say. So, if you're not into Session Zeros, then uh, just tune in, actually, in two weeks, because uh, next week... Adam uh, has some stuff going on, so we're not going to be playing. However, Sean, as he said, is going to be running some uh, one-shot of Merkbor for us. So if you guys want to see a bunch of characters get killed in that dark, gritty world, we'll do that for a week. And then we should be back for Shadowrun, hopefully uninterrupted, although with the holidays, that's never a guarantee. So I'm sure we'll have a missed session here or there, but... Uh, other than that, yeah, we're ready to go. So we're just not going to, you know, we're just going to kind of chill, probably just be more of a conversation tonight. Um, but uh, if you're into that sort of thing, you want to see, like, what kind of characters we're going to make and uh, things like that, then stick around. Otherwise, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. So, Adam, take it away, man. What are we in store for? All right, so Shadowrun is a science fantasy tabletop role-playing game originally designed by Bob Sherry, Paul Hume, and Tom Dowd, set in an alternate future, and at this point, alternate past, 
in which cybernetics, magic, and fantasy creatures coexist. It combines the genres of cyberpunk, urban fantasy, and crime with occasional elements of conspiracy, horror, and detective fiction. Shadowrun was developed and published by FASA from 1989 until early 2001, when FASA closed its doors and the property was transferred to WizKids, who licensed the rights to Fantasy Productions, who are already publishing for the German version of the game, until WizKids was acquired by Topps in 2003, who licensed the rights to Catalyst Game Labs. After two years, Catalyst released the fourth edition of the game, and in 2013, the fifth edition was released, which is the one that we're going to be playing. Outside of tabletop role-playing games, Shadowrun has been eight video games, two miniature games, a few card games, a few board games, and over 50 novels. The mechanics for this role-playing game revolve around a D6 dice pool system where fives and sixes count as hits, and you compare your number of hits to a target number that's either set by myself or, in the case of an opposed test, is equal to the opponent's hits. An interesting feature, which I have not encountered in any other role-playing game, is that characters with a high enough initiative can take more actions per round than slower characters. It can be the difference between life and death. So keep that in mind when we're working on building these characters up. Mm, okay. Excited. Seattle soy burgers and na- cool Native American culture. I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the history for Shadowrun, the future history, basically when they wrote this stuff up in the late 80s, it diverges in uh, basically George... Bush uh, getting indicted for the Iran-Contra thing and uh, not becoming the president. And then from there, things start to change. Uh, A big part of this fiction is uh, the world moves in cycles of no magic and yes magic. And the Mayan or Aztec calendar, whichever one it was, I believe it's the Aztec calendar, uh, that predicted the world ends in 2012 was the end of what's known as the Fifth World. The sixth world is what Shadowrun takes place, and that's when magic comes back. And it came back in a big way. Native Americans uh, basically created uh, this thing called the Great Ghost Dance and uh, manifested a lot of magical powers, caused some natural disasters, and took back a whole heap and helping of this continent. And everything from there got weird and different. It's uh, intriguing if you have a lot of time to read through a lot of history. It's there. You can find a lot of it online or in the source books. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a great jumping off point. So in this game, in this world, you've got elves and dwarves and orcs and trolls and cybernetic limbs and computer hackers and uh, man, uh Nova Coke. It's like cocaine, but, you know, the future. Um, Combat drugs and corporate greed run rampant. It's it's awesome. It's super dark and super dystopian. And unfortunately, a lot of the things that they predicted way back in the 80s have kind of come true. Sometimes the year is off by a little bit, but a lot of the predictions are uh, increasingly real. It's exciting and unfortunate at the same time. I'm digging the uh, the map here. Does the game um, is the game mostly centered around North America, or can you also play in other parts of the world? 
So the kind of default setting for Shadowrun is Seattle. But there's information out there for tons and tons and tons of different places. So if you look in your journal in Roll20, uh, I believe you guys will have a couple of things that you'll have access to already. If you look under the handouts, I believe in miscellaneous, you'll find the North America map, which yeah, shows you right the, yeah, the, the newly drawn borders. So the Confederate American states are... Uh, the lower half and uh, the I would say the, the southeast uh, maybe quarter of the continent. Um, the UCAS, United Canadian and American States, makes up the northwestern third. Uh, there's a lot of area to the west that's been taken back by Native American tribes. So the Pueblo Corporate Council, the Sioux Nation, the Salishid Council... Uh, the elves that came back, and uh, that's a whole thing. We, we'll get into that. But the elves that came back have their own nation over here. Uh, Tyr, Terngeyer, or if you want to pronounce it the way that some of them would, it would be Sheer Sherngare. But uh, you can call it whatever the hell you want. If you want to call it, uh, you know, Tyre Tangerine, that's fine. California <laughs> has seceded and is its own country. <laughs> and they have lost, yeah, they lost a lot of land, but, uh, you know, they're they're doing okay. Um, I just want to point Mexico? out, Quebec is still there. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, they're their own country. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing their own thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, Mexico has been acquired uh, pretty much by a corporation and is now called Astland. And uh, the Caribbean League includes, you know, Miami and... Cuba and uh, the Florida Keys, some other. I, I like how it's just managed to to grab Cuba or uh, to grab Miami right there. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And another fun thing, if you look really close up there, Seattle is inside the Salish Sheed Council area, but is still part of the United Canadian and American States. On I its see own. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of its own little island. And is the is the Salish Council is that Native American as well? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. And All right. uh, yeah. But yeah, there's books out there. You can get information on playing in, uh, you know, uh, England or uh, Berlin or uh, tons, tons of other places that have their own little splat books or full-on supplements if you're looking at some of the older editions. And they all have uh, pretty deep, rich backstory and, and timelines and, and crazy, weird events and their own drama and politics. And are we going to be playing in uh, Seattle in your game? Yes. Uh, most of this is going to take place in the Seattle sprawl. Some of it might go a little bit outside depends on how things go for you guys sometimes right. things heat up and you have to lay low and it might be a good idea to get out of town okay uh do you want to tell us at all about your campaign at all that we should know about before we make characters um i don't know well, if you had a, an order you wanted to go in as far as how you want to do this so a little bit of information so the the timeline uh one thing that's interesting with shadow run is the timeline 
in fiction advances along with our real life timeline, just like the Judge Dredd comic books. So every year that passes in real life, a year passes in Shadowrun. So okay. this game that we're going to be playing in takes place in the year 2076, which is, I want to say, six or seven years ago. It'll take place in the early months of 2076. That is not terribly important for most people, but if you're a huge Shadowrun nerd, <laughs> you might have some ideas of what uh, what's on the horizon. And I don't mean the corporation that runs the media. So... Uh, big players in this campaign, uh, the big corporations you guys might interact with, uh, to look out for, uh, Ares Macro Technology and As Technology are the two biggest corporations you guys may be dealing with. So that, uh, may color your decision on some things, even if those don't mean anything to you. When it comes time to generate your contacts, it might be worth having somebody that's involved in those companies in some way as a contact. If you try to pick somebody that's, you know, works for Neonet or Renraku, that probably won't come up. Is Lone Star still in 5e? Lone Star is still around, but unfortunately in, uh, was it 2074? I think it was 2074, maybe 2075. They lost the contract for Seattle. Seattle is now policed by, oh, by the way, the police force is entirely privately owned. The, um, the regular police went on strike and, uh, instead of, you know, fixing their grievances, they, uh, got replaced. So, currently Knight Errant, which is a subsidiary of Ares Macro Technology, has the current contract for policing the vast majority of the Seattle Sprawl. I'd ask since they're from Texas, so, you know. <laughs> ah, yeah, there you go. So, uh, we're going to be doing characters generated using the traditional priority system for 5th edition Shadowrun, which is um, pretty unique. I I don't think I've played another role-playing game that uses a system like this for making the characters. So the way it works, there are different categories. There's your meta type, or uh, in other games that would be like your race or or ancestry. There's your attributes, uh, your magic slash resonance. But for for this game, I am going to limit you guys from playing any kind of technomancer or hacker or decker just because it creates uh, uh, a division in gameplay where it becomes a one-on-one -on -one thing with a hacker while the rest of the party has nothing to do, and I want to avoid that. So I'm going to strike that as an option. If you guys need a hacker, it's going to be an NPC you hire. So um, where was I? Yes, your metatype, attributes, uh, magic rating, skills, and resources. So resources is you know your money. So you've got those five categories, and you have five priorities, A, B, C, D, and E. So what's most important to you for your character is going to be your A priority, which will give you the best options in that category. So what I would recommend for building your character, there's a website called Ome. It's heyome.github.io is a fantastic resource for building a 5th edition Shadowrun character because it's a little bit complicated. And I assume we're probably going to be going for about three hours. Uh, I'm hoping we can get through character creation in that time. Yeah, that's the plan. 
Um, <laughs> you better. Um, <laughs> um, hope. There's a lot. There's a lot of a lot of details. This is out of uh, every role-playing game I've ever played. I would say Shadowrun is likely the most crunchy simulationist or second most next to some old Palladium games, which were uh, horrific to <laughs> deal with. Uh, that's all right. Okay. Um, do you want to send us a link for that website? Are we going to use that or? Yeah, that's what I would recommend. I'll send a link in the Roll20 chat. It'll be there now. Ew. Ew. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to right. use this character generator before and I was thoroughly confused. Yeah, I'll walk you guys through it. So if you follow the link, it is, uh, for those of you listening, heyome.github.io, H-E-Y-O-M-A-E dot github.io. This looks about as uh, suspicious as I was expecting. Okay. So you'll see (laughs) a table. It'll Mm -hmm. have horizontally across the top there those five categories and vertically your priorities a b c d and e so you'll see where it says metatype there will be a list of different metatypes human elf dwarf or control and a number in parentheses next to it that number is an extra resource so that is going to be spent for either your magic attribute or your edge attribute now edge is a basically it's like a like a luck mechanic for the game so you have the option to use edge in a roll or you can spend edge points to re-roll stuff um so having a high edge is super cool but um there's a ton of other stuff going on in the game so you have to kind of decide where you want to put your priorities the next category is your attributes that's just a number. That's how many points you have to spend in your attributes. Attributes are kind of like uh, your, I think they're they're still called attributes in like Dungeons and Dragons, where it's, you know, your strength, dex, con, wisdom, intelligence, and charisma. But in Shadowrun, you've got body, which is basically how durable you are. Um, agility, which is how nimble you are. Reaction, how quickly you react to stuff. Strength, you know, your physical strength. Willpower, which is your 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 mental fortitude. Willpower is important for determining how much uh, non-lethal damage you can handle. Logic, raw mental computing. Intuition, which is basically being able to figure shit out. And charisma. Uh, before we go any further, uh, Adam, yeah. does everybody have a character sheet? Because I only see one for myself and Aaron in uh, roll 20. I will assign the other two right now. All right, because that might help. Uh, And then, um, oh, what was I going to ask next? Uh, It doesn't matter. I forgot. (laughs) Oh, in this game, what is the difference between an orc and a troll? Oh, man. Okay, so orcs are hardy, Burly, generally kind of dumb, unfortunately. Uh, you know, they might be, you know, some orcs out there listening might be offended by that, but, you know, I'm sorry. I, am. But, I uh, certainly am. That's okay. Yeah. They That's a are, mad boy. <laughs> they're, like, they're not like Warhammer orcs. They're, uh, I mean, you can, you know, they can be silly. Uh, I'm, I've got nothing against that. But, um, 
you know, they're they're fairly tough. They're the second most populous of the meta types. Trolls are fucking huge. Trolls are very big. They've got horns. They've got dermal plating. So basically, like, um, they're called lithoderms. Hard, bony protuberances that protect them from harm. And they are big enough that they have plus one to their reach, which means that they are better at fighting up close. So are they, Trolls like, are, are they their huge? Are they a size category bigger than other characters, then, like in other uh, RPGs? If, if if that was a thing, yes, they would be. Okay, gotcha. Okay. What I find fun about trolls is that it, everything costs more for them because they're so large <laughs> that they have to, like, it's get true. custom showers and cars and stuff. So, like, their lifestyle costs are, are twice as expensive as anyone else's. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so, I'm assuming we assign one of these priorities to one of the... Uh... Uh, the five the things. Categories. Yes. Categories. So the way that works here in this editor in Ome is if you click on so like where it says uh, attributes, you see twenty four under A. If you click on that, it'll light up. But uh, your other your meta type oh, priority will stay lit up until you click the meta type in a different priority. So okay. <clears throat> before we start picking priorities, uh, let me go over a little bit more information here so that you don't end up uh, unhappy at the end. So. Under magic as is anybody thinking about playing a magic-y character? No. I was, well, yeah. You, you said, okay. sorry, go ahead. Uh, you said no hacking, right? So no Technomancer, Decker? Yes, correct. Then I will probably go magic. Okay. So if you look at it, it says mage and mystic or adept or aspected. Yeah. So, uh, that can be a little confusing if you don't, if you're not familiar with it. So, a mage is somebody that casts spells or does uh, alchemy or enchanting or summoning spirits and things like that. A mage has access to all of those options. The next thing where it says mystic is a mystic adept. That's somebody that can cast some spells and also channel magic into themselves to boost your own attributes, skills, talents. Um, kind of like, a, think like a a fantastical monk, somebody that's able to run up the side of a building or, uh, you know, punch a hole in a wall that would fall under adept. So a mystic is a mystic adept. It's, it's half mage, half adept. It's a little hybrid. Aspected is like a mage, except you only do one kind of thing. So you could be uh, just able to summon stuff, just able to cast spells, just able to perform rituals, just able to do alchemy. So... So if you're, like, you, really good at that particular thing, though, right? Um, not necessarily. You could be a really crappy, aspected mage. So if you put your uh, magic priority as D, you could be a really basic, aspected mage. But if you are putting it at B, you could be a fantastic, aspected mage. And if I'm reading this correctly, if you were to choose D, for example, you actually couldn't be a mage or a mystic or a technomancer, correct? Correct. Okay. So in order to be some of those other things, you have to have a higher priority for the magic resonance category. That's correct. If you gotcha. put E, your lowest priority, uh, which I think, Chris, is what you want to do, uh, you don't have any of it. You have no access okay. to it. If you don't start off with one of those uh, magic descriptors on your character, you can't 
get it. You can't advance into it later on. And then it looks like the same thing. Like if you want to play an orc or a troll, you have to have a higher assigned priority for your meta type. Like you can't. Yes. You can't be one if you're a D or an E. Okay. Yes, because yeah, they, they. Why would we not start, start at priority A or B? Well, you can. You you put A into everything. Everybody's gonna have A priority, one B, one C, one D, and one E. It just it just depends on which thing you want to have as your highest priority. Okay. So and then so skills. Far. So skills. It shows if you look at this under A, it says skills. You have forty six slash ten. So uh, this is where it starts to get a little crunchy. So it's forty six points to spend in skills, ten points to spend in skill groups. So certain skills are put into groups that if you boost the skill group, every skill in that group goes up by that amount. But it has to be the skill group. So if you have, let's say you choose to have the firearm skill group and you get that to four. If you advance just pistols, then the skill group has been broken and you can no longer advance it as a group. You have to advance every skill individually. It's a little bit cumbersome, but think of the skill groups as something that your character is okay at as a group rather than trying to specialize in something that's i i feel the best way to select your skill groups and then resources is the last one that's your money uh that little y with the lines through it that's new yen that's the prevalent currency in shadowrun okay and you will spend that money to buy guns swords armor um cybernetic enhancements, um, biotechnology, clothing, lifestyle, drugs, uh, buying spells or um, uh, summoning focuses or cars, motorcycles, uh, hovercraft, I don't know, a party bus, whatever you want to spend money on. All right, question. What, in this game, mechanically, what is the benefit to having higher attribute or skill totals? So the way that this game works mechanically, you have a dice pool. It's all six-sided dice. Mm -hmm. You would add your appropriate attribute and your appropriate skill together. So let's say you've got a a four agility and five in pistols. You're rolling nine dice when you're trying to shoot someone with a pistol. Gotcha. Okay. And you said it's five plus to to get a success? Yep, five-six. Okay. So it's like alien, so, but not as punishing. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of kind of like that. I, you one success is not always enough, though. Sometimes okay. you need multiple to succeed. Okay. And and it's also almost more punishing because like if you roll a one, then there's always something bad that's going to happen, even well, if you succeed. So, Love it. Yeah. So <laughs> it, well, that's not just one one. So if you have half of your dice pool comes up as ones, you have what's called a glitch. So uh, something bad happens. If you still succeed, you succeed, and something bad happens. If more than half of your rolls are a one and you have no hits, it's a critical glitch. That's like the worst possible thing. Okay. Um, so, so the attributes, skills, uh, mes- magic residence, and resources, that all makes sense for priorities. Why... why- but not so much with meta type. I'm a little confused what the difference between E and A priority for meta type entail. 
So the meta types, again, you have uh, different options as you go up higher. The number in the parentheses is an additional bonus to either your edge or magic attribute. So where it says like human nine, uh, the maximum edge you can have as a human is seven. So you would have seven edge and two magic. So that's the only reason you'd want to pick a human. So you have to split uh, that number between edge and magic? Um, it is it is a bonus that you can put into either of those things. Okay. But uh, as a human, as a human with an A priority, nine is higher than just edge, so you'd have to put some of it into magic. So you'd also have to have something in the magic category other than E. But um, and what do what do those actually do in game? Like, if I had seven edge and two magic, what does that do mechanically? Okay, so let's say you have seven edge, right? And you are trying to shoot at a, a guy that you really, really, really want to kill. And you're rolling that previous, that nine dice pool. You can say, I'm going to spend a point of edge. And then now you're rolling 16 dice instead of nine because you're adding your edge to it. And also, if your uh, any of those dice come up as a six, you keep that hit and you roll that die again. So you okay, can possibly have fucking crazy, yeah, exploding six is crazy high results if you spend edge to do those things. All right, way too big of numbers for me, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have to pull a uh, an office Calculator. here. Explain yeah. it to me like I'm four. <laughs> okay, so if you spend edge, you add your edge attribute into the dice pool. Oh, as extra dice, as extra dice, and if you get sixes on those dice, they explode. You, they explode. How many times can you use edge? So if you have, let's say, uh, an edge attribute of seven, seven. And every time you do it, you add seven to that roll. You you would. You would add your edge oh, attribute wow. to it. That's yeah. A day? Yeah. Uh, not per day. day. Like it's, it, it's, Is it per um, session? Uh, until, until there's downtime or if something, if you do something super cool, I can award edge. So if you guys are awesome, you get a point oh, of edge. Oh man. Okay. That's okay. pretty cool. Okay. Well, selfish question. What's the max edge an orc can have? The ma- Okay. So everybody can have a max of six, except humans can have seven. So that's the reason that the certain meta types are a higher priorities because they start off with better stats and have higher maximums. And uh, a lot of the time, a higher minimum. Hey, what did so, you say the benefit of having like more than what you you're a lot like? If I have an eight as an elf, what did you say the benefit of that would be? So, like I said, an elf can only have six edge, so you'd have two other extra points that they would have to go into magic if you picked gotcha. a priority and, and picked elf for your meta type. And does the magic? How does the magic points work? Okay, so let's say let's say you're trying to cast a fireball, right? You would add your your magic attribute. So uh, in this example, it's two plus your uh, spell casting skill. Let's say that's five. So you're rolling seven dice to try to cast that fireball. And that's always every time you cast a spell, basically. Yes, you would. Oh. It's your the attribute and then the skill that's associated. Okay. Gotcha. And then if you want to go nuts, you can add your edge into that, too, and then add those dice, too. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see the crunch. I'm feeling it. I'm sad that they didn't streamline hacking, man. It's So the issue isn't that it's not streamlined. It's just that it's um, 
it's cool. Like the the whole the whole concept of it, the way that they do it, it's very in depth and very interesting and exciting and fun. But like, there's gonna be one guy that's doing it, while everybody else is just hanging out. So it's it's the the pizza time issue. So the idea is, you know, while somebody is hacking, the rest of the people that are playing the game leave. They go get pizza, they have dinner, and they come back. Uh, so this way. I mean, yeah, I, like I, I kind of, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, but I, I, I yeah, I want that's to what I mean. Engaged. I'm sad that that, because I remember when I played, like, yeah, you're in a whole separate world, and it, it's really, yeah. it's really not easy, and your physical body is basically useless, and it really interrupts the game. I understand totally why you wouldn't allow it. I was just, I was hoping they fixed that somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, think they I fixed it in the I newest think... edition of Cyberpunk. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. There, Oh, that's okay. You, you interrupt me anytime you want. That's fine. For that reason, then, but, yeah, you know, you're in red. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I okay. have, I've got that book. I haven't really gotten to to play it at all yet. But uh, yeah, it's you could streamline it, but I feel like streamlining it in Shadowrun would kind of kill it. You know, the, the the beauty of it is the that parallel world, the 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 Matrix being able to be in there and experience all the weird shit that's going on in the matrix yeah. but uh it is it, really cool well let's let's yeah. let's keep moving along here if we got a lot to do so oh there's a hell of a lot to do so yeah so the first thing you'd want to do is you want to you want to come up with an idea for who your character is and then build the character's stats to meet that so as a shadow runner you're basically uh, a criminal for hire so whether you're uh, like a like a hitman or a, a burglar or something like that, you know you you do crimes for money. Default, your characters are what's called sinless. They're they're missing a sin, a social identification number. So they, uh, according to the government and any kind of database, you don't exist. You were born off the record. So. Cool. You can't okay. you can't get a job. You have no no social security number. You can't get a real job. Uh, you know you you can't pass any borders or anything like that. You you know if you show up somewhere, you're going to get arrested. So the only way to really make ends meet is you know I you know so think about what kind of what kind of criminal you want to be. So. Once you've got an idea, uh, you can look at you know your different meta types, uh, whether you want to do magical stuff or, or or what, and start building from there. Should we take a minute to maybe discuss what everybody's thinking of playing, so we don't end up with you know four mages, four, <laughs> four mages or four four troll troll warriors? Hey man, um, the troll decker is the actual way to go. Okay. Okay. Hey man, <laughs> we got we're not allowed to be deckers. I yeah, it's true. It. Well, I'm going to play uh, an orc, and uh, I envisioned him as uh, kind of like a bouncer. So he's probably going to be like a fisty cuffs, uh, get in your face. And uh, if I can get my hands on a firearm, it'll definitely be some sort of shotgun or large pistol, like a magnum. Okay. A street um, sweeper. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking like a sawed off, like like a biker gang orc. Oh, okay. Basically, is kind of what I'm thinking. Oh, you, who, you just want yeah. to play Days Gone, but as, as an orc. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, but his I'm job a is a bouncer. Boy. He's not he's not part of a motorcycle gang. He just he wears okay. a leather jacket and rides a motorcycle. <laughs> okay. But uh, and hopefully cool. I'll get some cybernetic parts at some point. So 
Um, I will have no magic. I'm definitely going to put uh, my magic as uh, E and uh, probably going to do meta type as B because the edge points sound really cool. And then I'm probably going to stack my attributes with the A, I'm thinking. So. Okay. So then that just leaves your C and D. So uh, one is going to be skill and the other is going to be resources. So if I'm you probably going to do... Skills as C and money as uh, D is what I'm thinking. Okay, so the resource is what you'd spend to get cybernetic implants or biological upgrades or anything like that. So uh, you've got those as options. So uh, what we're looking at for your character so far in order is attributes, metatype, skills, resources, and magic. Uh, where am I looking? Am I on the, the site here? Yes, on the, yes. the OMA character builder. Yes, yep, excellent. Yep, so okay. once you scroll past those categories, uh, there's a little thing that says metatype. If you click on yep. orc, it'll uh, populate that stuff in there. Okay. And then you'll see, it says racial traits. You've got low light vision. Look at that, that's cool. You've got your attributes. So body, agility, reaction, strength, willpower, logic, intuition, charisma. And then under special, you've got your edge. So you'll see where it says points four under special. Yep. So you hit that little green plus until those four go away. So you have five yep. edge out Got of the it. gate. Got then it. you can distribute your attributes as you see fit. Now uh, you'll see you have starting out four in your body out of nine. Mm-hmm. The normal human maximum humans, which are you know baseline, are start at one and go up to six. Okay. So as an orc, you are already so you're, more durable than most humans. Your species dictates the maximums in all your stats, correct? Yes, your maximum and your starting value. So you're okay. already strong and durable, but okay. you can see that your your logic and charisma are limited to five as a maximum. Yeah, okay. And is it a one-for-one one buy? Uh, it is until we get to the end point. So you have a certain... So the experience in this game is called karma. You start off with a certain amount of karma that you can spend at the end to boost your stats. Once you're spending karma, there's it's a, a complex equation to figure out how much it costs. <laughs> oh, boy. And uh, oh, another yeah, question. Does your, up, man. It's, there's does, math. does your meta type... Because I picked uh, priority B for my meta type, which is four oh. edge but it's showing that I have five points to start. Is that because I'm an orc? It's I because think everyone you starts start at one. At, yeah, you start at one, and then you're oh, adding okay. four to it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's a little yeah, a little bit little bit confusing, but yeah. Okay. So well, let me make sure them? everyone's at the, at the same point here. So how about everybody let us know what you picked for your priorities, and then we'll go to attributes and edge. Yeah, so we've got... You want to play a... A, a burly orc bouncer type that rides a motorcycle and wears a leather jacket. Basically, yeah. There we go. <laughs> All right. So, what else? We got uh, we got Sean, Scar, and Aaron. Do you, any of you guys have a, a vision so far of I've, who your character is going to be? I would say I do. Um, All right. What are you thinking? So, I want to be a troll. That was the first thing I decided. I was going to be a troll. Um. Cool. And um, I'm going to be like a rigger, like specifically someone who's okay. like really good at driving um, and auto mechanics. 
that's that's kind of what I want to do. Cool. Um, so I put my meta type as B, just so that I can be a troll. I can't go any lower than that. So I'm starting with as little edge as possible. All right. So as a rigor, uh, I I would personally recommend your resources should be your A priority. Okay. I was wondering about that because, like, I, I want him to be skillful, but I don't want him to be too skillful. Yeah, because so as a rigger, uh, a lot of what is important is your equipment. You know, it's going to be it's going to be your drones, your vehicle, all that kind of stuff. And having that a priority for resources lets you really go fucking crazy. So you can get all sorts of flying machine guns and you know sneaky little fly drones or uh, like a portable tanks. You know that kind of stuff gives you a lot of options. So for those of you listening and those of you who haven't played Shadowrun before, of Rigor, uh, which, by the way, make sure uh, you guys say it clearly. Oof. Uh, yeah. A Rigor. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, two of them, please. So a Rigor is someone that jumps in to drones or vehicles through a direct neural interface. So you basically plug in and your senses become those of the drone or vehicle. So those sensors replace and override your, your regular body's senses. So you're seeing through the sensors and you can feel the ground underneath your wheels. It lets you control those things as if they're your own body. Uh, you're also able to do remote control for things like that or... Um, you know, send commands to them when they, they use their autopilot ratings. So you can have a fleet of uh, aerial drones with machine guns on them and command those all at once. Let you do a lot of cool recon and uh, battlefield control stuff. You can also run like electronic countermeasures or electronic counter countermeasures or electronic counter counter countermeasures. Uh, it's a great thing to have on a Shadowrunner team. That's fair. Now, I do have a question about attributes because. Um, I've been reading through um, logic would be used for like a lot of repair checks but reaction what does reaction do is that what I would use to drive or is that agility yes yes reaction is used for driving uh, reaction is also a big part of your your initiative so reaction and intuition are what determines your initiative so if you have a high enough initiative, you get to take more actions. You get to act in additional initiative passes. So that's pretty important, too. Yeah. Um, but for but a rigor, reaction and logic are huge. Okay, yeah. Um, just because, yeah, I'm going to go through and assign my attributes while everyone else is doing their things. But uh, Adam. Uh, Adam, in the rule book, is that where do I find a description of the different attributes of what they do? You're looking oh, for page 51. 51. Oh, there you I go, went, dude. I went, a, I went a little too far. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Carry on. Yeah, I got my um, uh, my my leather-bound hard copy right here. Whoa, look at this so, tryhard. Oh, <laughs> this is giving me a reason to buy the physical book. Like, I love collecting books, but I have to justify somehow. Uh, but I'm ordering one this week, probably. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Um, Because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, we're doing like, uh, this is going to be a while we're playing, right? Um, so this, this storyline has seven 
missions to it. Yeah. And uh, that's that's what's baked into the plot. So if, depending on how you guys do things, it, it this could run seven weeks. Uh, it's likely to take longer than that. And depending on what you guys do, I'm going to adapt to you. So this is something that could go... Uh, a, a little bit longer. It just depends on what you guys end up doing. There's a definitive beginning, middle, and end to the plot line. So uh, whatever it takes to get through that is how long it's going to take. I would assume probably... Uh, I would say it'd be safe to assume at least 10, 10 weeks, but probably a little bit longer. Cool. Who, uh, who am I kidding? I bought $50 books just for one shots. Um, <laughs> all right. So yeah. I'm going to go um, Mystic, I think. Uh, Mystic Elf. Um, elves are, are uh, my jam in pretty much any scenario. Um, so I'm going A for Metatype. I want to be really lucky. And... B for attributes, C for magic, uh, D for skills, and E for resources because I'm one, I want to be like an ascetic um, uh, monk, pretty much. So I would, if you're trying to go for like the monk kind of thing, I would, I would do adept instead of mystic. The okay. mystic is the combination. So the, that monk kind of vibe is the adept. That's where you're using magic to enhance yourself. Uh, Mystic is going to be uh, kind of a split between that and spellcasting. So it okay. um, and it's it's not like I can do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, or like you know a, a lot of both. It's it's like split, like half. Okay. Um, and oh, that's those uh, those added powers, some of those are pretty fucking cool. So having more options, more points to spend on that is, uh, I think you're gonna have more fun running straight up adept than mystic okay i'm down for that um yeah I would, i'm also uh going magic but i'm gonna be a like a homeless human mage kind of what i was thinking okay. <laughs> um cool. so he looks probably really grimy and shit but uh he can blast a dude away with fucking <laughs> superpowers so i'm going i think with meta type c attribute a uh, magic resonance B, skills D, and reson uh, resources E. All right, six thousand bucks. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a lot. You can't. No. You, I don't think you can get a car. So, um, I'm gonna have to buddy up cool. with the troll. I mean, he's homeless, yeah. so it makes sense. <laughs> All right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go to the shelter, pick up a, a can of beans and some soup. Last for a few days. We're good. <laughs> also why he's doing illegal <laughs> criminal work yeah, yeah yeah um so what's what's the primary attribute for casting magic right uh, magic yeah magic but, so then none of the regular attributes matter for that um not for casting the spells so in the system this out of every role-playing game i think i've ever played i i like the magic system in Shadowrun. i think best you have a bunch of different spells that you'll know. So let's let's just say fireball, right? right? You determine basically how hard you want to cast fireball before you cast it. You'll set it's called the force. Basically, it's like the level of the spell. So that'll determine how effective the spell will be if it goes off. It also determines how 
draining the spell is for you to cast. So you'll roll to try to resist drain anytime you cast a spell. So the the attribute that you use to resist drain is also going to be very, very important for your character. So uh, as a, uh, a magic-y person, a magician, which mm-hmm. is the, the catch-all term, there's different... Um, What's the word for it? Uh, like different like schools of thought on how magic works. Different uh, traditions, that's what they call them. So the two most common ones that they go through in the core book are the Hermetic Mage. That's someone who has done a bunch of research and studied and learned how to cast spells by inflicting, or not inflicting, but uh, imposing their will on the, the mana flow around them to force things to happen. They will use, uh, I believe it's Logic, to resist drain and oh, then okay. the other one that they have in the book is uh, shaman someone that is more uh, connected with the natural world and, and the spirit world and uh, they use charisma to resist drain instead so you can pick either of those things or you can come up with your own tradition you can have no tradition but uh, you have one one of the mental attributes which will be used to resist drain Okay, so one of the mental attributes are like charisma, uh, intelligence, logic, and willpower? Uh, intuition. Intuition. Yeah. Uh, willpower, I believe, let me double check here. I think willpower automatically gets factored in. So it'll be willpower plus something to resist rain. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah, so Hermetic Mage is logic and willpower, and then uh, shamans are charisma and willpower. But. You can choose. Uh, you can make up your own tradition if you want. So, just where, where, like, where does, where does your character think magic comes from? How do they interact with it to make it happen? Mm. Think about that. You don't have to answer right now. Just yeah, think yeah, about yeah. it. Keep it in the back here. You know. Sure, sure. So, there's other important things when you're looking at your attributes. So, in addition to what they do when you, you know, you make your dice pool, um, there are a couple of derived things that come from your attributes. So, you have two damage tracks, right? So it's kind of like your hit points. You have a physical damage track and a stun damage track. The physical damage track is based off of your body attribute, and your stun damage track is based off of willpower. So the way that works, let's say you get shot, right? Somebody shoots you with a gun. If the gun deals more damage than your armor, it does physical damage. If it does less damage than your armor, it does stun as your damage adds up, you start taking penalties on every test you make. So having high willpower and high body are good for everybody. But, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta cut from somewhere. So, uh, other things that are really important, like I had said a couple of times here, uh, initiative is very important. That comes from the combination of reaction and intuition. And reaction and intuition also helps you avoid getting hit by things. So that's how you, uh, that's, that's your role when someone tries to shoot at you. Agility, is, all combat is rolled with agility. It's agility plus whatever your combat skill is. Strength doesn't get rolled when you're trying to hit someone, but strength will apply to the amount of damage you do when you hit someone with something. You guys got all that? Everything? All right. I yeah, think so. uh, it makes sense, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, Wait. I think I'm, I'm pretty good on my attributes here. 
Okay. Yeah, cool. I, cool. I would like a critique because I'm assuming a lot when I'm doing my attributes here. I feel like. Yes. Yeah, this is yeah, this hard mode, baby. There's no hints. There's no. There's no tutorial. <laughs> we're, well, we're doing so a little session he's got an idea of what I want to do. You know, I want to like. I want to enhance myself and, and and do physical damage and and do physical feats that are just enhanced pretty much um, for me and others possibly mostly me. Um, we'll see. <laughs> so I was I was looking at body of three, agility of three, a reaction of four, a strength of five, willpower of four, logistics of two, uh, uh, was it in, in, intuition of two, and a charisma of eight. Eight. So. Oh Wow, that, I mean, that, that high charisma, if you're... Okay, I'm sorry, I, I'm not... Uh, I can't tell everyone's voice apart just yet. So you're you're trying Scar. to play... Scar, are you... Uh, yeah, still, are you tr you're trying to play the adept or the or the magician? The adept, yes. The adept. Okay, so uh, having a, a super high charisma like that is um, not super beneficial to an adept uh, classically. You know, that, that'll let you talk to people real well, uh, but... Adepts don't really, in most cases, have to deal with drain at all. Drain oh, okay. is more for yeah casting spells. So like an adept, basically, you've got powers that are either always on or something that you just go like, all right, cool, I'm gonna, you know, go into overtime and and run super fast right now. You don't have to really deal with drain very often. As as an adept that's gonna go up and try to crush face, uh, high agility is good. High strength is good. Uh, Dude, like everything, all the attributes. Uh, except I would say charisma is probably <laughs> on the low end. Um, charisma and logic are probably on the lowest end. Okay. Also, a little a little thing for you guys um, to kind of power game just a touch. Min-max your attributes at this step. So if you've got something that you're like, oh, you know, I want my guy's charisma to be two at the end, leave it at one and put that point into something else. Because when you spend your karma at the end, it's, it costs way less karma to go from one to two than it does to go from five to six. Ah, uh, good. Okay. That's, that's, yep. it's a little, actually. yeah, a little, a little bit of bullshittery for you guys to kind of crunch up your characters a little bit. Also, Shadowrun's not really known for balance. So <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not worried about you guys. If you guys make like super beefy characters somehow, um, no sweat. I'm not worried about it. As long as, you know, the, 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 uh, Aaron, you're talking about playing the troll, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, if you if you make your troll, like, you know, body a nine or whatever craziness a troll can get to, and you give him, like, crazy super, body a ten with super armor and all that stuff, and he can't take damage, like, I'm, I'm just going to be sad, so don't do that. But, you well, know, whatever I, you want. I, body's <laughs> only a seven, okay? Okay. Only <laughs> it's still higher than any of you can get, just pointing out. Yeah. No. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Yeah, no, I have a body and strength to seven. My agility's a three. Um, my reaction's a six. My logic's a four. There you and... go, man. That's that's a, somebody I don't want to fuck with. <laughs> okay, has everybody done all their attributes? Yeah, I think I'm happy with where mine are at. Cool. All right, what's next? So the next thing on the list, uh, attributes, special attributes, Next thing down is quality. So qualities is something that you can kind of get lost in for a while. There's positive qualities and negative qualities. You start off with 25 karma to spend on qualities. You can gain an additional 25 karma from having negative qual uh, qualities. Uh, you can spend 
up to that uh, 50 total karma on positive qualities if you get 25 points worth of uh, are these Are these like the, the flaws and merits in Vampire the Masquerade? Uh, yes-ish, I think. You take bad stuff and it gives you more points to spend on good stuff, basically? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you can up to 25 karma worth of negative traits are available and uh, you can carry over up to 25 karma to spend at the end if you want. So if you just take negative uh, negative qualities, you can do that and have extra karma to spend. But uh, some of the positive qualities are super great. Some of the negative qualities are a lot of fun. Oh uh, some God, of the negative qualities so are crippling. <laughs> There's so there many. Are. There's a hell of a lot because it's, <laughs> it's this uh, has just all like of the stuff <laughs> available for the fifth edition Shadowrun, which uh, oh, ran so like all the expansion books and shit like that. All too. the extra books, all of it. Yes. Oh, oh my Lord. god. Now is it is sorted. It is sorted by book. So the things that say, if you look at it, it says SR five. That's uh -huh. the core rulebook. Once you get past that, you start hitting. It says AP, which is. Uh, Alien something else that's the one yes it's alien vs predator and then you go into uh rigor and then uh you go Hard into arm. yep that's right two of them uh then you go back into the core book for stuff like uh, uh adept magic and stuff like that and then you go into um street grimoire uh down into is, whatever sass is is. is there is there any way in the website to find out what these do oh you have to read the book unfortunately okay yeah we're, we're in the core, again there's no the system reference book. document where in the core book do i find these um, uh, i'm on it right now it's like 78, 71 79. 71 okay yeah. I, I can count i can count that high i think i thought 3.5 feet were bad jeez louise yeah. uh, i know for <laughs> me the, the concept of my character actually started out by reading that section. Um, I was like, you know what? This guy has to be a single dad. And so I took the negative quality <laughs> dependent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that, this is, this is where your character really comes alive. These qualities, you know, some of them are just, you know, kind of crunch like, oh, I want my character to be uh, able to go higher in one of his attributes, whatever. But especially the negative ones, man, like you give your guy like a crazy like he's super addicted to better than life chips like that's that's going to be a massive impact on the story. Or, you well, know, your guy's got a code of honor. He doesn't hurt women or children or, uh, you know, you're uh, a human that pretends to be an elf. You know, that gives us some interesting shit. Uh, you could have gremlins, man gremlins but it's not like real gremlins following you around it's just your guy uh when you try to interact with technology shit gets crazy goes haywire you know you you interact with someone's computer and the computer immediately starts shooting sparks and burns out there's all sorts of weird shit in here well, you can be racist that's 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 a you negative quality that's what i was about to say <laughs> you can be super prejudiced uh, parentheses racist we brought that one up guys with all the hard R jokes but i was gonna say he's he's the one that uses the hard end which uh, we, we don't want that guy here yeah can i, can I be pregnant <laughs> Is that is it in there? Uh, that is an option. Yes, it is. Oh, it's weird. I that's that is uh, so okay. So this game hypothetically should span uh, about a month and a half of game time. 
So if your character is pregnant now, they will be pregnant throughout the whole thing. And there's there's not going to be any kind of Arnold Schwarzenegger Jr. What if he's eight and a half months pregnant? Uh, then <laughs> we're going to be rolling dice to see that baby happens, man. That could be, be your backup character is the baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh yeah. You know what? Let's do it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not above super weird crap. Let's go. Just a floating psychic baby. Yeah, dude. That's fucking right. That's weird. That's weird. And I'm in. Uh, so uh, real quick though, if you do pick a prejudice thing, uh, as as the guy who's running the actual game, I'm gonna set some ground rules here. Uh, man, like no no realistic racism. Uh, you know, if your guy hates orcs, your guy hates elves, that's cool. Your guy hates, like, like fucking, uh, you know, uh, your guy hates black people, like, not cool. Um, so I'm not into that. Uh, don't be, you know, uh, sexist, homophobic, or any of that kind of stuff. None of that. Um, don't bring up real-world politics. You know, if you want to have, like, in-game politics, go for it. But, like, I don't want to hear people... I First of all, I don't want to hear anyone talking about, like, Donald Trump or Joe Biden ever <laughs> at any point. Like, I don't want to hear about it. Like, I have to deal with those fuckers on TV and on the radio, and I, I wish I couldn't, you know? But, uh, like, none of that. And um, uh, that's about it. That's about it. That's those are my my uh, my limitations there, and uh, don't let don't make me listen to country music. Oh, that's yeah. That, hey, 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, man! Teach their own, but not for me. He's from Texas. We'll allow it. <laughs> um, what is a matrix action? So that's something you don't have to worry about. Fantastic, right? So matrix is so the internet got replaced with the Matrix in Shadowrun. You're able to, uh, you get direct neural inf- interface. You can plug your brain into the computer and experience virtual reality inside your brain. It's super realistic and, and everything is weird and stylized and, uh, okay, so we're gonna do a, a deep cut that no one's gonna get this reference probably. Is anybody familiar with Microsoft Bob? No. Mm-mm. No. Okay, yeah, I assumed it. It did not do well. So it was an, it was an operating system overlay that Microsoft released that got uh, uh, shut down very quickly. But basically, instead of having to deal with, at the time, Windows 95, which blew everyone's mind, you had a visual representation of a house, and you could click doors to go into different rooms, and on the shelf you'd have an icon of a book, and you'd click on it, and it would open up your your PDF reader. Or you'd have a like a, a calendar on the wall, and you would click on the calendar on the wall, and it would open up your computer's calendar. Basically, the Matrix is like Microsoft Bob, except functional and good. So you've got visual representations of things that would make sense to you, and you interact with them that way. But you don't have to deal with Matrix actions because we're not doing any of the hacking stuff. So, would it be metagamey to take the code block negative? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that would be kind of bogus. Okay, I mean, if you not, not. if you if you want to, you can, but it's no, lame. no, 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 it no. Add to your character. Yeah. No, if it's if it's lame, I just I that's yeah. why I asked. Okay. Also, um, like, if anybody picks like severe allergy to pink peppercorns, like that's totally <laughs> lame. And it, you know what? If you do pick it, it's gonna come up. Elf poser. Oh my god, amazing. Uh, I have a question because I want to pick probably this negative. Uh, what does RF stand for? RF page 121, it says. Uh, reference page 20, uh, 121? Yeah, um, but I didn't. S- Let me check again. Right. Uh, I, found, I found one I'm taking for sure here. Oh, oh no, yeah. no, that's not right. So RF is uh, 
one of the books. Uh, what is RF? There is one called I mean, Run Faster that I have. I think Run I have all Yes. There you go. Yeah, I've got the, I've, I have all, this is the, this Shadowrun 5th edition and then the, the Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 Eberron setting. I have all of the books for those things. Those are my pride and joys. But, uh, but yeah, Run Faster is definitely the one. Run Faster is basically all character customization stuff. Fantastic book. If you guys are out there, you're listening to this and you're interested in Shadowrun 5th edition, core book is a must second book i would suggest run faster oh there's two run faster books okay that's why i didn't find it okay wait what um yeah the, i have two run faster books um Ooh. one one core player handbook shadow run run faster run they both say the same thing but they're different books i don't know maybe they're a revision or errata i don't know oh possibly weird different covers and everything But I found what I was looking for. All right, nocturnal. There you go. A lot of a lot of crime happens at night. <laughs> uh, yeah, what I'm, is? I'm pretty happy. I think I got my stuff picked out. What do you got? Um, so for positive qualities, I have Gearhead, Grease Monkey, and Bilingual. Cool. Um, what um, languages? Um, he speaks. Um, he speaks uh, the whatever they speak in Seattle, the, the common tongue. English. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, and then he also speaks French because he's from Quebec. There you go. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> no, je suis capable de parler français seulement un peu, but it just means yes. I, I can speak a little French in, in nice, real life. Nice. Um, so, yeah, he's bilingual. I figure I can work that in. I had to take it for nine years in school. Might as well use it for something. Nice. Um, and then um, for negative qualities, I have I have a demanding dependent because I am I have sole custody of a child, um, <laughs> and I have bad luck. Ooh, brutal. Oh, brutal! Bad man, luck I, is. I pick bad luck too. Oh man, yeah. bad luck is, what is bad uh, luck? when that when that kicks off. Oh man! So when you use edge, you roll a dice, and on a one, uh, the point of edge is spent, but it has the opposite effect. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. for example, yeah. if you hope to gain additional dice, you instead lose that many dice. Oh, yeah. bro! Like it's, you got a one in six. Yeah, one in That's six cool. shot of it That's going cool. off, and when it goes off, like, oh man, is it bad? Yeah, but in my mind, like this guy is kind of a fuck up. Like that's why he's doing what he's doing. Like he's just he's try he tries real hard and he wants to be good, but he just keeps fucking up. So he's got. I, uh, I I love it. I love Adam, it. Uh, distinctive style. So um, something about you really stands out and it's and whatever it is, you can't hide it. So, you know, I had a guy playing this game once who's like, oh, he's got this big ass tattoo on the side of his head. And I'm like, all right, cool. And he's like, he wears a helmet. And I'm like, no, no, no. Okay. In my mind, you, you, would be like, you have like a giant fluorescent neon pink tattoo across your entire chest or something well, I, like I, I was going to ask if I could do something like uh, like a mohawk or something like an obnoxiously like huge like mohawk so so yes but if you try to put on a helmet like your dude cuts a ridge like a like a like a, a hole in the helmet for the mohawk to stick through oh hell yeah like, no no i'm know, not like, yeah no i'm not looking to get yeah. negatives here to to to, to, to game. game the shit no yeah, not yeah, at all absolutely not at all. absolutely also check this out if you want to get nuts 
Like, why not uh, have some uh, fiber optic uh, lights in, uh, implanted into your scalp? In Done. That Sweet. Let's get oh, fucking neon, neon dude, pink mohawk, dude. Instead of uh, instead of the nails that Snorri had in Troll Slayer, I'll have just like light tubes that make up my mohawk. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, fucking like... rad. I love it. <laughs> okay, you, you guys like are gonna that. love the negative I'm taking. I'm taking. <laughs> oh, well. For a Shadowrun, it's the best. It's the best negative to take for Shadowrun because it's the worst, one of the worst. I'm going to be pacifist. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm an ascetic. Ooh, that is gonna make things difficult for you. Well, I looked at it, 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 it just like it, it's pretty much said like unless it's in self defense. So I can't be a murder hobo. Um, I have to do it in self defense to defend people, us. So you guys want to do assassinations and stuff like that, you know, you, uh, I won't. How many I natives can you take, Adam? Up to, you can, well, you can take as much as you want. You can get karma for up to 25 points worth. Okay, so totally can have 50 points. Well, 25 points of negatives and then up to 50 points of positives. And then if you go, like I said, you can carry over up to 25 points of karma from the negatives into... Uh, the end end phase when you're editing your character at the end. Um, okay. How do I? All right, I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna take bad luck and dis- distinctive style as my negatives. I think that's enough. What I, I did want to ask Adam. Uh, he was asking about what kind of game we're doing. Um, but I I really don't want to be a hindrance either to like too much. We're not, uh, like we're not gonna be hitmen or anything like where pacifists would really fuck it, the whole thing up. Um, no, nah, no. I mean, like, there... There's... Out of all of it, there's, like, one situation where it's like, hey, look, you need to kill someone. We'll work with so, it. I'll carry the yeah, cross for you. Yeah, the other yeah. three of us, will we'll, we'll take that deal. It's okay. <laughs> there will be one situation like that, and, and it's, um... It's okay if you pick pacifist, and when that situation comes up, uh, if you are able to find some way around it. Now, the only thing, like, so if this were a long-term, like, Shadowrun campaign, like, something that, you know, like a a home game that we're going to play for, you know, a long fucking time, and uh, I would say, you know, if I propose a job, you guys can shoot it down and pick something else, but since this is kind of a, it's, there's, it's not like a railroad, so don't think of it as a railroad, but if you guys decide to pass on any of the jobs, it'll destroy the plot. So don't pass on the jobs. Um, okay. Yeah. Noted. <laughs> sorry. But, uh, you know. Um, but yeah, if you, like, the, 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 if, if you're able to convince other people to not kill this dude, but still complete the job in a different way, totally cool. Awesome, even. Exciting and possibly. Uh, fantastic, but um, there's only one situation that's gonna come up. That's like, hey, look, violence is is required. Okay, cool. I like that. Uh, Eric, can you? Or I'm sorry, not Eric. Adam, can you explain indomitable? Indomitable. Um, not off the top uh, of my head, but I plus can. Plus one watch. increase to an inherent limit of your choice: mental, physical, or social. Okay, so limits. That's something that I was uh, I was on the track to get to earlier and then totally didn't get there. So you have uh, what's called limits in this game. So let's say you're rolling a crazy shitstorm of dice, right? 
and let's say you get like 30 hits on your dice. It's not going to happen, but let's say you do. There are limits to how many hits can count. You have a physical limit, a mental limit, a social limit, and then uh, there's other limits. So like guns will have an accuracy rating, which is the limit on the amount of hits you can get with that gun, uh, things like that. But um, if you're doing a physical thing, your physical limit limits how many hits you can get. I know I just said the same like three words over and over, (laughs) but uh, hopefully that makes sense. Okay. So your physical limit. Let me uh, let me find where that is in this book because the calculating those limits is uh, kind of important when you're determining your uh, attribute array. I don't remember where it is in the book. Guys, I haven't played Shadowrun in a couple of years, and I am very excited to play this again. <laughs> I, I love the setting. I love the crunch and the, the simulationism. Simulationistism. I don't know what you want to call it, but I it's exciting. It's fun, but I'm a little rusty on it. I apologize. That's okay. Page 47 or 66. I'm going to guess 66 is the one that I want that gives you the calculations. Everybody brought a calendar, or a calendar. You don't need a calendar. Everybody brought a calculator, right? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, also, I don't know if you guys have ever read uh, anything about Scientology, but uh, I every time I'm dealing with... Uh, don't, no, don't, don't, don't turn off. Don't turn off the show. Uh, but uh, every time that I'm looking through this, it's there's always like, see page this, see page that, and every time I'm looking at it, I think I'm like, okay, see Dianetics, page 35. But uh, let's see. Okay, yeah, it says 46. So you go to page 66, and then it tells you you go to page 46. There's a, there's a quality called will to live. Is there a negative to that one? No will to live? Uh, <laughs> I just want to die. Right? Ready to die? No. Yeah. It's a reckless one I saw. There's one that makes you more reckless. Oh, I must have missed that. That's, that's, that's tempting, honestly. <laughs> okay, so page 40, 46... Okay, so it carries over to page 47, and it says, say, see page 51. <laughs> We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. Is your attribute. It's like a choose adventure. I was book. just going to say. Yeah, right? <laughs> if you want to see the next attribute, go to page 33. Yeah. You motherfuckers. And it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not there. Oh man! So I'll I'll get there, but it's I know your social limit is like charisma times two plus essence. Oh, by the way, we haven't talked about essence yet. Essence is like an additional um, attribute that you have that starts off at six, and as you modify your body, it goes down. So when you replace your your arm with a cybernetic arm, you lose essence, which basically means you're less you than you used to be. And essence limits your maximum magic. So let's say you uh, get a cyber arm, right? And your essence drops down to five. You can't have more than five magic. So it, it, it really kind of fucks you up. Essence is also determined with your uh, social limit and uh, your physical limit, something like body plus strength plus something divided by something. But uh, we'll find those. Is, we'll find them eventually. Can you do anything with leftover karma points? 
Yeah, you spend them at the end to... You can spend them to gain more money, or you can spend them to increase your skills or your attributes or to buy new qualities. Or to pay off negative qualities. Okay. Can you tell uh, in, me what in, the... Oh. I was going to say, in your, in your uh, experience... Because um, right now I've got nine karma points left over after picking qualities. Does that seem like a lot? Or no, that no, no. That's more? totally, totally reasonable. That's 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 a. I would say that's a mellow amount. If that okay. means anything, I don't think it means anything. But no, it's a totally reasonable amount. All right, I'm good then. Um, I'm taking uh, for my qualities. My positive ones are high pain tolerance at rating nice. three. Uh, Ooh, very nice. Quick healer and toughness. And then my negative ones are bad luck and distinctive style. There you go. So I can already tell you, without, you know, me trying to railroad things, just the way the game's going to play out, your character's going to get caught, and it's going to be bad. That's what's yeah. going to happen with those with those <laughs> negatives. It's going to be great. I can't wait. But uh, we'll, <laughs> see, we'll see what happens. So um, uh, somebody else sounded like they had a question. Yeah, uh, the daredevil trait or quality. Can you tell me what that does? is uh does it have a page number uh i'm trying to find it yeah it is rf 146 oh okay uh i uh gotta get up and go grab that book i'll be right back okay <sighs> just stick sorry guys I, I, I got it in front of me if that helps sure i gotta fuck it all up wow okay i, I see we're a little agitated chris <laughs> mr 37 <laughs> questions you got like <laughs> 60 fucking... to choose from in the core book just i can't get one that. fucking question mm-hmm. in you're over here nope. asking about an entire thesaurus of shit okay i didn't ask I'm... for it i didn't ask for a thesaurus <laughs> explanation all right <laughs> i'm back all right what'd you say it was uh, run faster what, what? uh 146 daredevil 146 okay. i think that makes your dude <laughs> blind uh let me see nice <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be lucky than good. When you're living on the edge, a character with this quality is particularly lucky when it comes to doing the outrageous. Whenever a character performs an exceptionally daring action at the Game Master's discretion, wow, you get two points of edge back instead of one. So yeah, if you do something badass, I'll give you two two edge instead of one edge. Okay. Okay. I take back all the shit I said about you, Sean. You take that fucking <laughs> yeah, quality. You shut the fuck up, Chris. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're definitely taking it, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so my qualities are he's computer illiterate, homeless. I almost made him actually illiterate, but oh well. Uh, code of honor. Can it be he doesn't attack or hurt other homeless people, or should it be like kids? Or uh, I mean, That's up to you. That's, you know, what, uh, what do you think... Oh yeah, he's definitely got like a camaraderie with like his homeless homies. All of us going to the shelter and trying to struggle to survive. All right, dude, are you Morpheus from uh, from John Wick or Lord oh, <laughs> Fishborn's character? <laughs> oh shit, the King of the Bums. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was thinking like homeless emperor from uh, the uh, One Punch Man manga, but okay, very similar. Um, <laughs> then he went with blandness, so he can blend in and people. No one wants to look at homeless people when they're just kind of walking by. Everybody just doesn't look. I get it. Um, and then Guts and Daredevil. Oh, man. So he's a, a badass. What's Guts do? Like plus two dice to resist fear. Yeah, oh, nice. I think that, that sounds right. Yeah. I mean, he's homeless. <laughs> he's got literally nothing left to lose. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty cool. Okay. I like it. I like it. 
story tells itself. Mm -hmm. Would it be awful if I did this on the side, Adam? Because I, I bought all the books in a big bundle a long time ago, and I man, this is a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. No, that's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to decide right away. It's totally cool. Come back to it. Just. Uh, Man, I'm excited to hear. So tell me one, like, you know, send me a message as soon as you've decided. I'm, I'm excited. I'm in. So next thing, uh, you got the, the magic slash resonance. Most of you guys are going to click that mundane. Well, half of you. And then uh, we got one person should click that thing that says adept. And one person should click the thing that says, uh, I think it was mage, like full out. Yep. Mage. Full mage. Okay. Cool. And let's see. Uh, the next thing is the spells. So that's uh, that's a little bit of uh, a rabbit hole for you to look at. So, <laughs> Christ, we can look into that. We'll we'll come back to that. So, uh, skills is the next thing. So there's skill groups. If you click on where it says skill groups, it'll show you the name of the skill group and the skills that are in it. So most of the skills are fairly self-explanatory for you know uh, uh, role-playing nerds like yourselves. Some of them might be a little weird. If you have a question about any of them, let me know. I'd be happy to answer. Um, con, I, for example, is uh, uh, like conning someone, not like your constitution. So if yeah. you raise one of these skill groups, it raises all of the associated skills? Correct. And you'll have a certain amount of skill group points based off of your priority. So that's the second number after the slash. Okay, I gotcha. I did not take that. I took D for my skills. Okay, so you have no points to spend in the skill groups. So you'll have individual skills. It says uh, active skills. They are sorted by their associated attribute. So like gotcha. if you click under where it says active skill, you click agility. It'll show you all of the different skills that use agility. Okay. Uh, you'll also see a thing that says defaultable. What that means mm -hmm. is if you're untrained in it, if it says, yep, under defaultable, you can still try it. It'll be <laughs> your attribute minus one. So if your agility is two, you're rolling one die, which means that you're not going to succeed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, um, I wanted to ask, what is the skill? Like, if I wanted to be someone who could do repairs on, like, um, like cybernetics on cybernetics that is under logic i believe it's uh uh cyber technology okay and that's not like a crazy thing where like i have to be like a doctor to do that like i could like a good mechanic no. could, like fix it um it's it's kind of it's kind of like um the the venn diagram of of mechanic and electrician okay you know, yeah, it's I... a little bit of both. So if you're able to do uh, the kind of repair stuff on, say, like a, a computer numerically controlled router in a wood shop, then, yeah, that's that would be in that same kind of category. Not necessarily surgery. That's going to be different. You know, you're not going to be able to install cybernetics, but if somebody's cyber arm goes on the fritz, you'll be able to fix it. Okay, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to be able to do. So that's perfect. Because, um, yeah, I, I gave myself a bunch of points in auto mechanic, and then I was like, oh, but like, if I want to fix someone's shitty arm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I find it funny that all of the, um, it's just interesting and not in a bad way, um, that all of the, uh, like, fighting skills are under agility, including unarmed combat. Yeah. And... Yep. 
I mean, that's how well you can hit someone, not how hard. Yeah. And actually, this is a good time to ask. Um, what's like a good number of dice pool to have? Like, if you want to be so, very good at something. It depends on what it is. You know, it's... Uh, there's So you'll roll the dice, or you have an option to buy hits. So you can trade in four dice. It, it has to be all all trade-in or all rolled. You can't do some one, some of the other. But you can trade four dice for a hit. So uh, the difficulty on stuff is going to range from, uh, like, one being something that's pretty damned easy to, uh, I think, six is, like, super, super hard. But... Um, Opposed tests can get a little bit bonkers, but uh, if you're able to put down 12 dice for something, you're almost uh, unbeatable at that. So when we're... There's uh, another interesting thing. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, when we're adding skills, does the... Like, I picked a D for my skills, so I... 22. Is that I can improve any number of skills up to... Like, I have 22 points, or I have to get, like, 22 yes. skills at level 1. No, 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 no. Yeah, you got 22 points to spend. Uh, you can only have one skill at 6 uh, at character creation, and I think uh, otherwise you're fine at spending them however you like. Okay, yeah, because when I'm hitting the plus button to raise my skills, it's not doing anything. Really? All I, right, still But if I subtract my my skill it, it takes away the point oh so when you hit plus uh like if you click agility and like say archery you hit uh plus to learn it'll yeah. add it to your skill list and then you can increase it from the yeah. skill yeah the skill list it's not letting me add into it how many do you have in it one two three four five six i have one point and then so i can't i mean i I can drop to zero, but then I can't put put the point back in. But if I exit that's, out and that's weird, you should be able to increase it. Um, maybe I'll just reload. Let me just take. Yeah, take you might my stuff. Yeah. yeah. Damn technology! Yeah, this... I mean, my character's logic one, so this makes sense. <laughs> so anybody specially uh, specializing in the type of like firearm, like pistol, uh, heavy weapons. Archery. Uh, I would, <laughs> I would like to uh, use a shotgun uh, if that is an option. Yeah, shotgun will fall under long arms. Long Almost arms. all of them fall under long arms. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, there it is. Shotguns, duh. That whole reading thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was probably gonna do like shotguns, pistol. I was gonna do shotguns and pistols. I'm looking at blades and hand to hand, but I figure I should probably do some kind of range a little bit. Yeah, I figured I'd so, take a hand-to-hand -hand as well of some sort. If if you've got a high strength, bows can be horrifically terrifying. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> okay. Noted. 
Should it just, oh, be, I... just be Lurts from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> Maybe bows and, and blades then for me. That would be kind of cool. Like a little, like a bow monk. Especially because, like, with the depths, like, you can, like, just, like, scale, like, Spider-Man up the side of buildings. So you just, like, walk yeah. up there with a bow. Yeah, there's some, yeah. You, there's a lot of crazy adept powers you can get. Like, you can, like you said, run up the side of a building. You can turn invisible. Uh, you can punch holes through people. You can, you can make it so that your, your fist deals ass. There's a ton of weird shit you can do, and it's, and it's great. There's also rules if you get into some of the uh, the weird splat books. You can get like uh, like dick implants. You can get uh, <laughs> um, yep. you can get check this out. There's a thing that every time I, I see it, it creeps me out. It's called a skin pocket. Uh, you, you know, hide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you can God. hide like a pistol inside of a little kangaroo pocket on your belly. <laughs> you can literally like, like smuggle items. Like you can make a storage compartment in your rib cage, so that like. Yep. Yeah. Dude, what was... are you, a Zamitzi? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, I feel like I need to look at my powers first then determine my skills. Yeah, so I mean, if you if you have your uh, magic priority selected properly and then you go down to uh, where it says magic slash resonance and you pick adept, you'll have a little button that says powers and then yeah. you'll see all of them. So you have a certain amount of points to spend based off of your magic attribute. Okay. So if you have, let's say, a magic attribute of four, you'll have four points to spend. Some of them, like adrenaline boost, cost 0.25, just to make things more complicated. Sorry, guys. Uh, okay, so since I have a magic attribute of four, I have a priority C, so I have a magic attribute of four, but I have a, a priority A of metatype. So, so you can two of those, those would go into magic? Yes, and then bring you up to six, which is the maximum. Gnarly. I love it. Uh, Adam, on the website here for skills, I'm assuming DP stands for dice pool. Uh, <laughs> uh, among other things, yes. <laughs> so it's, it's showing the total based on my attributes and skill points, correct? Correct, yes. Okay. I'm glad You're I'm the only immature person that laughed at that. <laughs> Oh, come on. Uh, no, 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 no. Of course not. Uh, you're also able to... I don't know if it's uh, in Ome, but you can specialize in your skills. Uh, I don't see it in here. So when you do that, you spend one skill point, and then you... As in a specific subset of that skill. So you could have like... Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, let's say pistols, right? You could mm -hmm. specialize in uh, revolvers. Mm -hmm. Then if you're using revolvers, you get an extra die. But if you're using like an automatic pistol, you don't get that extra die. So it's a little way to kind of get a, a little edge in there without spending as many karma at the end. So how, wait, how do you spend that again, though? So like if I, if I spend a point to take long, or pistols, we'll say, okay, then how do I specialize? Am I spending more skill points? Uh, you would spend one skill point to mm -hmm. boost that, I believe. Um, or you can spend karma to do it. I gotta find that bull in this lovely leather-bound tome. 
somewhere. So also, uh, there's knowledge skills, language skills, and uh, context that you guys have to buy. And it's not like they kind of go in your eyes. You can buy those too. There's rules for those. But mm -hmm. uh, the, the kind of context that can help you do stuff and figure things out. Let's see, where's my character advancement table attribute oh by the way attribute only tests we'll go through those really quick there's only a handful of them composure judge intentions lift slash carry and memory so composure that's you know keeping your shit together when stuff goes weird is charisma plus willpower judging someone's intentions charisma plus intuition lifting and carrying shit is body plus strength and memory is logic plus willpower just so that uh, you guys can't say i didn't tell you <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Oh man, where the I wish is this were laid is, out is there like a typical number of skills that uh like a, a character generally has? Nah. Nah. It just you know, uh pick the stuff pick the stuff that you think your character needs to be really good at and put a lot of points into those and then think about stuff that you think they should be okay at. And then and picks what, fun. What would you consider a lot? Like as uh, far five. As five is a lot. Uh, six. You can only have one skill at six. Five is a lot. Four is a is a, a really good amount. Three is okay. Oh, you're Two talking about is, the actual skill rating, right? Yes, correct. Okay. And what about like an overall dice pool? What's like? Um, good, good, you know, it bad, depends on moderate. what it is. You know, like if like for combat stuff, you want to have a big fat fucking pool of dice. I had a guy that I played for a little while who was, um, he was way more machine than man. He like had like cyber arms <laughs> and submachine guns and shit like that. And my, my dice pool for shooting submachine guns was 15 dice. Sheesh. Uh, yeah. And like that, that guy could kill whatever. He also had crazy high initiative, so uh, it was really not fun for a couple of the other guys that were in the group because we'd go into combat and I'd be like, "All right, I killed them all, and all right, now it's your turn." Uh, but uh, yeah, I, you know, having like I said earlier, I think a dice pool of around twelve is is big. That's a big dice pool. A character creation that's like one of the biggest dice pools you can get. So your most important thing, if you can get it like at ten or higher, is is rock solid. You know, if you have a, a dice pool of 10, you're, uh, you can trade in and guarantee two successes, which is uh, good enough for a lot of things. If you get it to 12, you can get three successes, which you're going to succeed at most most tests. Okay. Um, question. What is the binding magic skill for? Okay, so you can summon spirits with the summoning, okay. and binding, basically, uh, when you summon a spirit... It's, um, you do it then, and, uh, the spirit will do stuff for you and go away. If you bind it, so, like, you could be at home, summon a spirit, and then you bind it, and then it owes you favors for, uh, a long time instead of today. So you can bind them ahead of time and have them ready so you can call them and go, hey, I need you to fight this guy, instead of having to go through the summoning on the spot. Okay, cool. And then... Astral combat is just like the uh, Matrix stuff, except for magic. Uh, kind of, yeah. Astral combat is when you're in astral space fighting other astral forms. So uh, that probably doesn't mean anything to a lot of people. So uh, magicians are able to project their psyche into the astral plane, 
Um, certain things will be their spirits or other uh, magicians might be on there, other awakened things. Um, that, that allows you to fight them like hitting them with your astral form. So like a, like a, a magical psyche-based fist fight. Or, you know, if you've got magical weapons, shit like that. Okay, gotcha. Adam, off the top of your head, are there any qualities that have to do with, like, intimidation or anything like that? Definitely. I, don't, I couldn't tell you exactly what, but yes, absolutely. I can look through this list and probably pick some out. Because, uh, like, I want to take the intimidation skill, but my charisma is very, very low. So, <laughs> um, maybe I won't. That seems like just a waste. Well, you do get bonuses to, um, I was reading in the rule book, um, to skill checks, like, based on the situation. Like, if you're brandishing a weapon or if you're a lot bigger than them. Oh, yeah. Things like that. Yeah, but my, my charisma is a one, so... I would have to spend a bunch of skill points to uh, buff that up. Yeah, my charisma's four, but I wasn't thinking about going around and intimidating people. So <laughs> Give me all your fucking money. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a soy burger. I also have like a crap in um, charisma, so I'm. <laughs> but I mean, you could boost your charisma with karma at the end if you wanted to take the intimidate. And... Well, okay, I think I'm good with skills for now. I mean, I can always adjust this later, so... Um, whatever. First character. We'll go with it. Yeah, that's... Yeah, all right. <clears throat> um, we're almost at a good, like, halfway point here, Adam, so I think uh, maybe we should take our break. Uh, yeah, that sounds then... good to me. I can uh, dive back into this this cheesecake thing I got here. Mm. Hell yeah. Yeah, I might go get some ice cream or something. So, all right, listeners. Well, we are going to take our break really quick here. Uh, everybody grab some Dr. Pepper and a bathroom break, and we will be back in a few minutes. I know. Adam, how are how, how you feeling here? You think we can get this done in an hour and a half? Uh, well, I mean, we're, we're about a quarter of the way through, so. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. Uh, so, yeah, we got we got skills, right? Uh, how's everybody feeling with skills? I have a Done. quick question. Yeah, astral uh, perception is that something I have to buy into? I'm reading. Uh, so, and it doesn't seem like it. As a magician, a full magician, you have astral perception and astral projection as abilities. Uh, and you, right? I'm talking to the right guy. I, yes. I, yep. I got you it. You totally are 100. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So yes, you can just do that. Cool. Okay. But uh, so there's a there's a skill called a sensing. That's why I'm looking at it. Yep. <laughs> is yes, that is um, uh, very helpful to have. That lets you read the auras and stuff that you see in the astral plane and make sense of them. Mm -hmm. cool. So All you'll be right. able to look at someone and go like, this dude's got cancer. Would these not uh, apply to the adept? Uh, so the the adept can spend power points to buy astral perception as a power. That'll let you basically shift your your senses to take in the astral plane. You can't leave your body and move around in it, but you're able to see auras of um, living things and awakened things. If you if you buy that power, 
if you don't have that power, there's no point in, in putting points into a sensing. It won't it won't let you do anything. Well, I'm just talking about any of the magical skills. It doesn't look like any of them would apply to me as an adept. Uh, not really. No, you don't have to worry about those. Okay. Yeah, right, you're so looking at more like uh, kicking ass. Yeah. So uh, then we're moving on to gear. So you'll have a certain amount of money. Uh, having a weapon is probably helpful. Uh, when you're looking at your equipment, there's a bunch of stats. So if you uh, join me in clicking where it says, oh, I don't know, you were talking about shotguns, right? Click on shotguns. So the first mm-hmm. example in there, it says auto assault 16. <laughs> so it's ACC is accuracy. That is the maximum amount of hits that you can get using that weapon without modifying the weapon further. Uh, Damage is going to show you a number and then a letter. So it'll be something P or something S. So it means physical or stun. Certain weapons, I don't think there's any shotguns in here that do stun damage, but there are certain weapons that do stun damage. Like if you're shooting somebody with a taser, it doesn't do, it'll do electrical damage. But uh, P means physical. So normally if you shoot someone, it can kill them. AP, negative numbers are better than positive numbers. Uh, right? No, 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 that's backwards. Um, you want positive numbers. So uh, that shows you how much... Are, no, no, I'm backwards again. No, yes, negative is good. Negative is good. D- ignore everything I've said. Uh, I've been wrong about everything in my life. Uh, <clears throat> AP, negative numbers are great. So the higher... the, the well, I guess lower. The more negative the less effective your opponent's armor is. So AP negative one subtracts one from their armor rating. Okay, so it's, it's, it's like 40k sort of like armor fantasy. penetration. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Warhammer rules. Uh, well, I don't know. Like, I, play, current, I guess it's been 40K. a long time since I played Warhammer. Okay, I don't know about the current stuff. Yeah. Like the, the back old when I played like Warhammer, it, yeah, yeah, meant if you had an armor save of three or higher, then it would ignore it. Yeah, right, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I, it's been a long time. So, same, same dog, same dog. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the negative one, so let's say my my guy's armor is three, and you've got AP negative one, that means that my armor is now two. Uh, Mode shows you what firing modes you have access to. Uh, SS is single shot, SA is semi-auto, BF is uh, burst fire, Uh, FA is full automatic, so uh, there's different rules. So, like, let's say you've got something that shoots full automatic. You can shoot in a, a narrow burst or a wide burst or burst, and those will have different impacts on the dice pools you're rolling and the enemy's uh, reaction roll and how much ammunition you're expending. Uh, RC is recoil compensation. So that is, uh, <laughs> as you fire more rounds, your recoil adds up, and it less... Uh, it, it applies a penalty to your dice pool when you're firing. So the recoil compensation of recoil compensation of two, for example, if you fire two rounds, you ignore the recoil for those first two rounds. Anything after that is still going to add to your recoil penalty. Availability is a number followed by a letter. The number is how difficult it is to obtain. At character creation, you cannot get anything that is an availability of 12 or higher. The letter will tell you whether the item is forbidden for people to have or restricted for people to have. If it's restricted, that means you can own it if you have a license. If it's forbidden, that means that you need to be law enforcement or military to own it. So 
it, okay. if we let's say like we don't think our character would actually have the licenses or is not a like military can we still take it absolutely and but if it's you just like we owned it illegally absolutely you can totally own stuff illegally if you <laughs> own something that is let's say the availability is like four but it's it means that yeah you can totally get it but if you get caught with it you're in shit you're or you're up shit's creek if it's restricted and you didn't buy a license for it, again, but you can also, you can buy licenses for your equipment. Now, the the next thing is the, the new yen price. So that's the amount of money it costs to buy. And then reference is the page number in the book in which you can find the details of it. Sweet. Okay. Nice and simple, right? Okay, so now yeah. once you buy once you buy guns, you can attach different modifications to them. So you can adjust oh, the Jesus. choke settings for your shotgun. You can <laughs> apply um, under... Uh, laser sights, um, uh, optics, all sorts of shit. So you can get really in there. And that's why I was saying three hours might be enough to get through this. Depends on how crazy you guys are going with your equipment. So uh, our friend that's playing a rigger is probably going to, uh, after we're done tonight, spend the rest of the next week digging into specking out and customizing all the drones and fun toys. Well, I, I, yeah. So I don't think I'm gonna take any drones. I, I think I'm gonna Ooh. like, like the idea, the concept I have is that my guy is like kind of like a melee fighter, but he fights like with his car. <laughs> uh, are, are you, you know, a car is one of the best melee dudes? weapons out there. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for it. It sounds great to see a dude just like run over people, but. He's always in his car. He drives up in like the dungeon in his car. <laughs> no, it's like I have a remote control link to my car, right? So it's like one of those things where I pick a guy up by the legs and swing him like a baseball bat at my car as it's speeding by. So the rules for vehicle impact are fucking brutal. Like if you get hit by a car, like you're 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 gonna fucking die. It's awesome. If you're in a sense, terrible yeah. car crash, like you're gonna fucking die. Also, there's a thing in the rule book. It's described as the chunky salsa effect. Um, in the book, uh, the way that grenades work is that there's a, a certain force from the grenade, and it will go out. It radiates out from the grenade, and if it hits like a solid barrier, it'll rebound off of that and come back in. So if you have a grenade that goes off in like a tight corridor. Um, so like, let's say it does 12 damage, right? It'll do 12 from the center. And then it goes out a meter and goes down to 11, bounces off the wall, comes back, hits that center point again for 10, goes out another meter, goes down to nine, bounces off of that wall and comes back for an additional eight. And all of those numbers stack on top of each other. So like, yeah, man, you're uh... in a tight corridor with a grenade. Like it'll do like fucking 400 damage. And you know, your guy's damage track is like seven, eight points, you know? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's great. This game gets fucking crazy very quickly. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess I'll just pitch that, like, that's kind of what I have in terms of concept for how he's going to contribute in the combat. <laughs> Mostly he's your getaway driver, but... That um... that will be significant. That's, hey, I mean, that's it'll a, work, that's a it'll work for John the Wick, it'll work for you. Yeah. The, the second movie, that was the entire opening. I'm here for it. <laughs> Uh, my guy has no uh, shooting skills, and he has five dice and clubs, so we're just going to go buy a cheap club. Uh, he's going to have a ball bean hammer that he occasionally has to use to defend himself for 30 new yen. Oh, dude, I've got a go. wrench. 
<laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. I use it to turn nuts and bolts on my motorcycle, too. I'm not beating people's heads in with it. Oh, I mean, it's probably a really nice wrench and specialized for motorcycles. Makes sense. Nope. Nope. It's one of those big red wrenches. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, well, I'm just fucking wrong. It's okay. I don't wrench, have any skills in wrench. In re it's a uh, that's what I'm going to use as a club. When it comes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's a wrench. It's totally cool. My club is just going to be a ball bean hammer he found like <laughs> in the streets. Like, all right, well, I guess we're sleeping with this tonight. You're going to go Tyrese on these motherfuckers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, if I have to. <laughs> ah, dude. Go nail board, man. Classic nail board. <laughs> well, it's, Re that's a rebar little... with a little bit of concrete stuck to the end. All right, so oh, um, after weapons and such in this street gear on this character creator, uh, you'll see armors. So your armor, when you look at it, it'll have the name of what it is. The armor value, which is... So armor does two things in this. It will set if your armor is high enough, physical damage gets converted down into stun. Also, you will roll to soak damage with your armor and your body attributes. So every hit you get on that test reduces the damage dealt to you. Uh, then it'll say capacity. So the capacity is, I think, almost always... The same as the armor rating. The capacity is how many different modification points you can spend to alter that armor. <laughs> so, for example, the armor jacket, which is what almost every Shadowrunner uh, I've ever created or played with uh, uses, has a capacity and armor rating of 12. So you can put things in there, like you can modify it to be resistant to electricity or, uh, you know, have a, like a camouflage to it or... Um, fire resistance or a chemical seal shit uh then you've got your availability which is the same as with weapons the cost and then uh page reference cool cool uh also the chameleon suit uh before you guys get too excited it doesn't do like a metal gear solid optical camouflage thing that makes you invisible it uh -huh. just it, it it adapts to blend into the environment giving you just a bonus to stealth checks so also, while we're at it, you know, so a lot of stuff <laughs> in this game will have a wireless capability. If you have the wireless feature turned on, it'll do additional shit, but that makes you vulnerable to hackers. So, like, your, um, if you have a smart gun, you can have the wireless turned on, and that'll give you a bonus to your, your test to shoot, but it leaves you vulnerable. If you turn it off, it doesn't do as much. Okay, okay. So there's a there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are we looking at for cost here? A thousand new yen for an arm jacket. We can do that. Easy. I mean, that's you know like a sixth of my money, but that's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm assuming my guy wants to come off a big job because I'm starting with like four point five million. Well, that's so. It's that is going to be. Um, like all of your assets, you know, it's it's not like you've got uh, uh, liquid f fucking millions of new yen. Uh, you can only, I think, carry five thousand over, over as yeah. actual currency. I think you only have four hundred fifty thousand, not four point five million, right? No way. Uh, yeah, that sounds that sounds a lot more okay. reasonable. But uh, <laughs> I'm still, about starting with six k, and then I'm fighting against Donald Trump and his empire. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy that's... fucking shows up in like a pimped out fucking you know Cadillac Old or Mercedes or something. Yeah. Rolls I'll tell you right, Royce. I know exactly which car I bought. <laughs> I know exactly which car I bought. 
How, how are we going to, you know, argue this? The homeless guy is not friends yeah. with the guy who owns seven properties in New York. Hey, man, it's the future, you know? Yeah. All people yeah. got to come together. I'm his charity case. It's okay. Nah. I, I'm going to buy, like, like I, I think it's like he took everything he had and, like, liquefied it to, like, buy, like, a really cool car to to do these crimes like he's like i gotta build a better life like <laughs> through crime <laughs> well it makes sense you know, in this world no, I'm Adam, yeah. on a on a piece of armor um what if, if something's availability zero what does that mean that means that you can grab it off the shelf okay um what's the difference between a helmet and a full body armor helmet other than the full stats? body armor helmet uh it goes with the armor. It's not available on its own. Uh, oh, also, okay. if you see, you see, so the helmet has plus two instead of two. Yeah. That adds to your existing armor. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if you had, say, uh, if you look, there's uh, armored clothing and an armored jacket. If you have mm-hmm. both of them, you, you only have them. armor. You don't have, you know, you don't, you don't have 18. You've got, 12. If you take off the jacket, then you've got the clothing underneath, then your armor is 6. You, it does gotcha. not stack. The only thing that stacks is the plus, which is going to be for helmets or shields. Gotcha. Okay. Makes sense. Also, right. really important, uh, if you're looking at adding on to your armor, uh, you have to have a high enough strength to use it, So, uh, which you know is not going to be an issue for, for your beefy orc fella. But mm-hmm. uh, So like the ballistic shield has a plus 6, that means you have to have at least six strength in order to use it. Well, my strength. Say that what, what, what was it? What what? Uh... The ballistic shield that is plus six to your armor. You have to have a sixth strength in order to use it. Oh, so whatever the plus is, you have to match that in strength. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So like the helmet, if you have a strength of at least two, you can use the helmet and gain its benefit. All right, but clean snake mesh socks. Sweet. What oh, yeah, avail- availability restrictions are we talking for the, what we can pick? Uh, if it's available, availability of 12 uh, or higher, you cannot have it. There's a special character or a special uh, positive quality you can take that lets you get restricted equipment. If you didn't take it, you can't get the restricted equipment. Anything above 12. Right on. With vehicles, do you have to take the metahuman adjustment? If you're a troll, um, it, yes. If you're a troll, yes. Okay, and does it does it say what um, rank I have to take it at? Uh, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, hold um, on, let me let me get down here. Are you know oh, what? Okay. You know what? I can just look at the page four sixty one. I'll just look it up. Yeah, I think I think it applies to trolls and and then like weird things. Like if you're like a like a naga or like a fucking centaur. Oh, there's actually a bike racing helmet. Well, that makes sense. Okay. Oh, yeah, dude. Story tells itself. <laughs> we also need comlinks, right? Yeah, a comlink is in, in Shadowrun. Basically, everyone's going to have a comlink. Uh, that will act like your smartphone, plus it's a little bit more advanced. It also manages like all of your, your personal effects. You have a. So, I don't know. Are any of you guys familiar with like networking stuff? vaguely like computer computer networking like you guys know what a like a you know what a LAN is local area network yes okay so uh 
people in Shadowrun will have a pan. It's your personal area network. So that's all of your your stuff. So like in real modern time, um, that would be you know your your cell phone, and then like if you got like a Bluetooth um, earbuds or something like that, or a smartwatch, all that stuff falls under your pan, your personal area network. In Shadowrun, it's a little bit more involved than that. It'll be like your cyber arm, your gun, your jacket, your T-shirt that changes colors depending on what you program it to do, or your your shades that will project whatever fucking silly YOLO swag crap you want it to read across <laughs> as it scrolls. Um, mm-hmm. All that stuff is attached to your pan, and all that's managed by your comlink. If you get the most basic thing, uh, I forgot what the most basic comlink is called. Metalink. Like yeah, the meta link. That, yeah, yeah, the meta link. That Ooh, is hundred uh, million easy. Yeah, it, it's way more impressive than any current cell phone. In you know the the twenty twenty three. By the way, it's currently twenty twenty three in real life. Uh, way more impressive than that, but it's 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 shit garbage. Its uh, <laughs> stats are not great, so it doesn't really do a lot in game. But still, it's it's capable of you know connecting to the matrix. You're able to uh, access the matrix and, and look things up. You can make calls. You can receive text messages. You can use it to play games. If you have uh, a direct neural interface, you can plug into it. You can use it to to access virtual reality stuff. But uh, but it's not great. It's slow. It is 100 new yen, so I am taking it. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Adam, you said restriction on gear is nothing 12 or higher, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. Also, if any of you guys are thinking about uh, buying explosives, uh, in my experience, I had one guy who was like, sweet, I'm buying this plastic explosive. And he got, uh, <laughs> he, he bought one, and one uh, did nothing. I'm like, dude, you, you got to read, like, you should have bought, like, fucking six pounds of it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, also, uh, really, really important, uh, looking at IDs, having a fake sin is going to be pretty important for your characters. That lets you do things like, uh, make purchases, uh, ride the bus, um, uh, you know, uh, pay your bills, that kind of shit. A fake sin's pretty significant. You can get, like, a really shitty low-quality one, which won't stand up to a lot of scrutiny, so if you guys get stopped for any reason and someone scans it, there's a good chance that it'll fail, but uh, it's definitely a good idea to, to, to buy at least one fake sin. Where is that under equipment? Uh, under ID slash uh, cred sticks. Yeah, it's, like, more than halfway down. Um, one, two, yeah, three, four, I five, see. Five, five, five. So it says three rating times three forbidden. Yeah, it's it's illegal to have a fake ID. Okay, but we can still get it as long as it's below twelve. Yeah, correct. And the only you know the, the forbidden means if you get if you get caught with it, it's bad. <laughs> You're not supposed to have it. And then yeah, the cost is rating times twenty five hundred. So I, at best I could have it two, but realistically we're looking at one. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so like a rating one fake sin is going to be enough for you to, you know, do do regular guy stuff. Ride the bus, you know, uh, uh, set up a Comcast subscription or whatever you got, you know, for your internet. To my homeless kind of shelter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. 
But if you're trying to, you know, apply for a job and they do a background check, you're it's it's probably gonna fail. Yeah. Jay, as a homeless person, it wouldn't even be that weird that you just don't have ID. Right? Well still so with Pope show up. Yeah. Well <laughs> until if the have, Aries if you have no, if you have no sin and you try to go into a homeless shelter, like they're they're gonna like turn you away. Like everybody's oh, okay. got one. Like it's it's uh they would they would check. It'd be for like that an illegal and... immigrant essentially from one of the other areas. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. basically how you're viewed. If you have no no social security number, you shouldn't exist, you don't exist. According to any corporation or business, you don't exist. So also with the you know, the police being uh privatized and shit like that, you know, they see somebody without a sin, like you you're likely to disappear instead of anything. Jesus. You know? Well, yeah. uh, all right. Yeah, I spent all. Uh, no, I still have fifteen hundred new yen, but it's that's about all I got. So there's also uh, lifestyles. Where is that in here? Is that under equipment? The very bottom. It's actually about the very bottom. Um, yeah. Oh. It's thing. Okay. So lifestyles. Uh, there is a uh, street option which costs nothing. So uh, if you want to add that one, go for it. Those <laughs> determine. That's basically like a monthly subscription to beef so uh the better ones will provide you with a home a uh, place to keep shit things like that but uh those have monthly costs so you guys will af- definitely have to pay to keep that up at least once throughout this this campaign that we're gonna do cool cool um are any are there pictures of any of this gear in the rule book yeah. Some of it, yeah. Okay. Um what's the closest pistol to a revolver in this game, uh, Adam? Uh you're there's there's a couple of different kinds of revolvers in here. Let me look at these pistols so I can uh so like if you go under heavy pistols, ah, uh, I think there's heavy. a Browning the Browning Ultra Power is the go-to dirty hairy big make someone piss their pants pistol. Um, what do you think? Are you thinking like a like a medium, a light? What do you uh, I want looking like like Colt Python is the image <laughs> I have. Uh, Colt Python, I think, is a pretty big fucking gun, isn't it? It's basically what Rick Grimes has in Walking Dead. Let's see. Uh, oh, well, the, uh, there's a little stub nose one, and then, like, the full-size one, yeah, that's like a Browning Ultra Power. That's probably what I would... Dirty, hairy, fucking big-ass gun. Do we have to buy ammunition now? Like, like, how does that work? Like, if if uh, so you you can buy it now. If you don't buy it now and you don't buy it in game, you don't have it. So it's important to have ammo. Also, there's different kinds of ammunition. And they modify your weapons. So if you take a look at your <laughs> ammunition, of course there is. Um, oh yeah, dude. So it's you can so... get like regular, plain old ammo, which doesn't modify your. Uh, your your stat line for your gun at all, but you can also get things like uh, APDS, armor piercing, discarding sabo, uh, which will modify to uh, boost your armor penetration. Uh, you can get like high explosive rounds or explosive rounds, flash shit ammo for your shotgun, which will modify it. Um, gel rounds that are you know uh, less than lethal. It changes your weapon to do stun damage. You can get hollow points, injection darts. Uh, Stick and shock, tracer rounds, all sorts of different crazy 
goodness. crazy shit. <laughs> and as the expansion books came out, you can start to get even weirder stuff. Yeah, there's so many expansions. How, how does ammo work in this game when you're firing a weapon? Well, if you've got a... Is this game super crunchy? You track every bullet? Oh, absolutely you do. Of course you do. So with with a Magnum <laughs> revolver, it's going to be a, a single shot. So you pull the trigger, it shoots a bullet. Yep. One sh one ammo spent. If you've got something and that's full auto, it will shoot. Uh, depending on the kind of burst you're firing, it could be 10 rounds, it could be 20. It, it just it depends on the kind of burst you're firing. And which, which ammo is considered just basic ammo because there's this list is ginormous <laughs> there's one called regular ammo regular yeah it's, it says ammo regular okay let's start there yeah that's what i thought but is that if i click one is that one bullet uh yeah for 20 units so. 20 yeah i think it's i think it's i think it's 10 per uh <laughs> 10 rounds let me see you actually have to buy the Easy. ammo, the casings, and the shells. You and... gotta make it yourself. <laughs> I'm pressing bullets. Just bullets and bullets. Well, it's, it's, like... you have to also you have to also assemble them on your character sheet with a pencil. You have to draw them and yeah. draw the diagram. <laughs> and right. penmanship counts. Uh, Reloading is you know an individual thing. Every check you roll reloads one. <laughs> Is... Well, yeah, there, I mean, there's different, you know, it depends on the kind of uh, reloading that you're doing. With a revolver, it's per per bullet uh, is is a certain amount of actions, unless you've got a speed loader, which is a separate uh, accessory to add. But let's see how much ammo costs here. Uh, ammo per... I want to say it's per 10. Let's see. It's like, yeah, the, the regular ammo is 20. And then is there a way to track more? Do I have to keep going back into ammunition and buying more? You can um, multiple sure at the I'm same good. time. So I it's added ammo like per ten. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how do you know how much a gun holds? Uh, that'll be un under the gun's uh, specific stat line. So you are looking at the Browning Ultra Power pistol, heavy pistol, Browning. Ultra power is a 10 capacity cylinder. That's a lot of bolts. Oh yeah, dude. Um where where can I find that though? Because I don't I don't see that on the site here. So is that in the book somewhere? Uh that's on the book uh in the book on page 426 of the core rule book is the Browning Ultra Power. I just want to see what it looks like for a gun. 426, you said? Yes, sir. Uh, quick aside, to cast, do I need a spell focus or spell foci? Uh, you don't. That uh, gives you a bonus to do it. Okay, thank God, because they're so expensive. <laughs> they are They are expensive, but yeah, they I would not really beef you up. Yeah. Later in life, he'll look for one, maybe, once he's acquired a, maybe an apartment. One thing I... After I've gotten a clean pair of pants. Yeah, we yeah. Need to Once buy he can wash his clothes. <laughs> uh, you don't have to, but uh, you can. You know, if you want to get, if, if like, you want to get, I really don't. Does that mean I don't own plates? 
you're eating off of frisbees, and uh, what you do is you you cook the pizza, and then you put it back onto the cardboard box it came out of, and use that as a plate. Like I mean, I'm just like using the top trash intended. cans, you know. Yeah. Oh, I should buy I'm a trash eating, can to put the backseat in the car. <laughs> if no, anyone was. If anyone was wondering, by the way, in case you want a good prostitute, it's only 100 yen. <laughs> yeah. Well, well goddamn. <laughs> Looks like we're going to have a good time, boys. <laughs> it's the, the world's oldest profession. Show some respect. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a grand oh, I mean, so, old time. <laughs> uh, so spells. Well, there's a bunch of different kinds of spells. Uh, combat yeah. spells are probably the flashiest and... Uh, you know, the thing that you're going to think about first when you're looking for spells. Um, let me get to where those are in my book so I can give you the breakdown of how to read a spell in the book. Because there's, there's some stuff going on, and they're mutable. Like I was saying earlier, you can adjust how hard you're casting a spell by boosting its force. So if you look at the combat spells, let's just take the first combat spell in the book on page 283 is Acid Stream. So there's some information about that that's important here. So it's indirect and elemental. So indirect spells, there's indirect or direct. An indirect spell makes a thing happen and the thing travels from you to the... A direct spell happens at the target. So Acid Stream is indirect, so you squirt a stream of acid magically (laughs) at the thing. Nice. Uh, whereas, uh, let's see, what's a good, uh, a direct one? So, um, Death Touch, right? Uh, that okay. one, uh, there is nothing that comes from you and goes to it. It just happens inside of the guy. Uh, you know, you cast a spell and the guy's like, oh no, I'm, I'm dead. Uh, so, yeah. So, it's elemental, which is a keyword that lets you know it's, you know, it's acid, so it's doing elemental damage. It's not doing, like, uh, you know, direct physical damage or whatever. Um, and then the type is either P or M, physical or mana. So a physical spell makes a physical change. A mana spell makes a change on the astral plane. So again, uh, Death Touch is a mana spell. So there's no physical thing to be seen, but on the astral plane, you'll see it happen. Range will be, uh, a lot of them are LOS, line of sight. You have to be able to make, you have to be able to see it. Um, and you can't see the thing through any kind of uh, software interface. So you can't, like, look at them through a computer screen. You have to look at them with your real regular eyeballs. Okay, okay. Uh, then there's LOSA, which is line of sight area. So, like, the next spell, Toxic Wave, is very similar, but it's an area effect. And then also T is touch. So touch them. Uh, damage. E or S, physical or stun. The duration is how long it lasts, so a lot of them are going to be I, so instantaneous. And then the drain. Drain is always going to be presented as a formula. It's going to be F and then something. So this is F minus 3, so it's the force of the spell minus 3. Okay. So you pick the force when you're casting the spell. As an indirect spell, the uh, dice pool that you roll is your spell casting plus the magic stat limited by the force of the spell. So that's the maximum amount of hits you can get. Okay. And then the target will roll reaction and intuition to try to get out of the way of the spell. Okay. Then 
the spell deals damage equal to the force that you cast it at plus your net hits. So how many hits you got minus how many hits they got to try to get out of the way. Gotcha. So if you're casting it bigger, it'll hurt them more. But then your drain is force minus three. So like if you cast it four six, you are going to take three damage unless you resist that drain. With three successes with my like charisma or willpower. Right? Charisma and willpower. Yep. Yeah, dude. Okay. You're on it. You're on it. You fucking, you know. You already know. Why am I even telling you? You got this. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out, but uh, <laughs> 283 is where I'm going to start looking at these spells. <laughs> yeah, so there's combat spells, and then after that, there's detection spells let you, you know, learn things or see things. Health spells, which are going to heal or, or remove uh, bad effects. Also, heal spell, or I'm sorry, um, uh, health spells also can do things like boost attributes, which is fucking huge, or increase reflexes, which boosts your initiative, which is fucking oh, huge. That's so if you're, mandatory. yeah, absolutely. So you can boost your own, or you can boost other people's initiative. So if you've got like, let's say, a uh, real meaty orc who's about to go into a room and beat a bunch <laughs> of people with a wrench, you can boost his reflexes so he can get in there and hit like four dudes with a wrench instead of just one. Sounds cool. Um, oh yeah, dude. That. Illusion spells, you can do things like make people think that they're being attacked by a swarm of bugs, or you can uh, turn invisible, or you can make things silent. Um, manipulation spells let you do things like uh, cause shit to move around, uh, create magical armor on stuff, manipulate people's thoughts, uh, cover the ground in ice, make stuff float, light things on... Uh, well, not light things on fire, but make things light up. Um, let's see... Yeah, those are the, the categories of spells. And that's if you're just casting spells. And then there's also rituals, which let you cast spells remotely at longer range. And um, There's also... Oh, man. Uh, alchemy, which lets you basically cast spells, except instead of just, like, you're making the spell happen, you attach the spell to an object, and the object will have a certain trigger. So let's say you uh, want to... Uh, as a uh, alchemy item, you can make like a uh, let's say a beer, right? You grab like a like a like a bottle of Schlitz, and uh, you make it so that the trigger is someone drinking it, and it causes your heal spell to go off. <laughs> so you're able to like make a potion out of a Schlitz, or you can make a um, uh, let's say a rock. You pick up a rock and you make the rock and you imbue it with uh, a fireball spell. So someone can huck that rock at somebody, and when it hits them, fireball goes off. Okay. And Damn. that's uh, through yeah. alchemy and enchanting. Yeah, it, there's a lot going on. I might have to yes, change, some, change some skills now with alchemy being so cool. I think there's going to be some tweaks for sure this week. Adam, uh, yeah. for ammunition, um, if it has an AP modifier that's positive... Does that give armor to somebody if they're not wearing armor? If they are not wearing armor, no. But if okay. they have any armor, yes. So, like, shotguns doing the flashette rounds will raise their armor, but if they're not wearing armor, that doesn't matter. Okay. That kind of represents, like, a, like, buckshot instead of a slug from the shotgun. Gotcha. Man, there's so much gear in this game. There oh, really yeah. is. 
This, this is not beginner friendly. No. <laughs> no, no, it's... This is... Okay, so I played a bunch of RPGs when I was a wee lad. Yeah, not a bunch. It was it was basically... It was just like AD&D when I was a wee lad. And uh, I played that with um, my cousin and, you know, a couple other people. And uh, then I got out of it for a long time until I got uh, just about out of high school. Like, my senior year of high school, uh, I was hanging out with my buddy, and I'm like, this guy's a huge fucking nerd, whatever, you know. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, we're playing role-playing games. I'm like, oh, man, I haven't done that since I was a kid. Let's go. And the first role-playing game I played when I got back into it was third edition Shadowrun. And it's like, all right, let's make a character. I'm like, rad, I'm ready. And we spent three hours, and I made my character. And then we started playing the game, and, like, the dude running it was like, you know what? I hate this. I'm out. Because, like, the you know, the people that were playing the game were assholes, and they were, like, fucking with his stuff. And uh, he stopped. And I was like, oh, I didn't even get to play. And I'm like, but I love this. I love it. And uh, and I got into Shadowrun. And then the next thing that we played was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles role-playing game. And I made a skunk man. Nice. There we go. Incredible. Okay. Um... And I'm just trying to figure out the Roll20 character sheets right now. <laughs> So the oh, roll twenty characters. Once looked you have, that yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. that's you know. Once you've got your your stuff out, huh? done with Ome, you have basically just to type numbers in to roll twenty. It, it looks like it looks like a lot, but it's you know it's just data entry. And once you've got all your stuff through Ome, it'll be easy to just copy numbers over. Um, well, one benefit of roll twenty is that'll always be available, right? We can just hop in here whenever. And yeah, there. Yeah, I could whether or not I've got like a server up or running. No, you just jump right in anytime you want. Uh, Adam, uh, I know you went over it, but I was distracted with all the other shit on the character sheet. Oh, there's a lot of shit, um, so don't sweat it. I'll answer the same was, question thirteen times. What was the uh, the ID that we should have? Is the sin uh, ID? Sin. Yeah, that's your social identification number. And what is that oh, under? Uh, ID slash cred sticks. So you don't have to sweat cred sticks. So cred sticks were a lot more prevalent in the in the 50s and a uh, little ways into the 60s. But with the advent of comlinks, uh, they kind of... Uh, they're still around, but they're way less common. All of your, your money is generally handled through your comlinks. So that's like... Uh, basically like Venmo, right? Like everybody uses Venmo. Okay. Paper, like hard currency, is incredibly uncommon. If if somebody hands you like a like a dollar, you'd be like, "What the fuck is it?" Oh yeah, I remember these. Why okay. the hell do you have cash? Uh, there are certified cred sticks, which are like um, similar to like a Visa gift card, right? So you can use it, and it's uh, not attached to an account. Like, sure, you know, once once the money, like if I were to use my bank account to put money onto a Visa gift card, like there's a record of that, but then I can hand that gift card to whoever and they can spend it on stuff. And there's like no direct record of where that money has gone to. So certified cred sticks are a way to kind of get around tracking people's bank accounts. But, uh, yeah. Um, should we endeavor to spend a lot of our money or or should we be saving some as well like you can only hold on to up to five thousand bucks there's no way to like put it in the bank or anything like that no 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 no, no, no. cred sticks right that would that would carry uh i guess yeah you could but uh 
I mean, you wanna you wanna look into like getting getting cyberware and shit. Yeah. Or... Um, you also like you can carry up to five thousand from this, but then you also roll to see based on what your lifestyle is, how much money you have after. Yeah, that's that's not a ton of money though. That's gonna end up being you know maybe a couple hundred bucks, depending. You know, if you do a high lifestyle, it might be a little bit more. But uh, a lot of people are like, all right, I'm gonna roll my starting money. Like, I've got thirty six bucks in my account. <laughs> And what was, um, you said there was some sort of communication device we should all have as well? Uh, yes, a comm link of, of some kind. Comm link, okay. Can yeah, you go over what your... the differences of those are? I know that's a, like, asking a lot, but... No, 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 it's fine. It, really oh, yeah, it doesn't show you anything in there, so... Um, basically, the, uh, the more expensive it is, the more secure it'll be is the main thing since you guys aren't going to be doing any kind of hacking stuff yourselves uh it's it's not the only thing that you really need to worry about is is security on it essentially so people can't get in and fuck with you too much uh i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you i'm not gonna go crazy with it if you guys are running like a like a ton of cyberware that's wireless and you've got all sorts of wireless shit going on you know maybe somebody will come after it but uh like, I don't want to bog you guys down so much, but uh, there's a device rating, which for a regular comm link uh, basically uh, determines its firewall rating and its, uh, I believe, data processing rating. So the meta link, the shit one, 100 bucks, has a device rating of one. The next one up for 700 bucks, the Sony Emperor has a device rating of two. The rating on all these is NA. Yeah, I don't know why it's that way in here, but uh, then the Sony Sony Emperor is two, the Renraku Sensei is three, the okay. Erica Elite is four, Hermes yeah. Icons five, Transis Avalon six, Fearlight Caliban is seven. All right, gotcha. There it is. Um, are these like little like uh, like earbuds or like headpieces or something? Uh, it's like a like a phone, basically. Okay. It's like your like, like a smartphone. In it, your it, head, it goes in your it? pocket. Oh. Well, you can get them implanted in your head, yeah. But uh, generally, normal people, it'll it'll go into a pocket. Okay, and what's a form factor then? Because that's I, I got confused because I thought that was. What? Oh, so you're looking at um, those are like modifications to it. So where, where's form factor? Where are you seeing that? On Ome, it's um, it's actually the one right before Comlinks. Because it's comic slash cyberdeck form factors. Uh, comlink. My brain just totally gave comlink. There we go. Form factor. Well, they're uh, from a oh. different book, anyways. So yeah, that's I, that's uh, from from. Uh, you don't have to sweat that. Those okay. are those are like super fancy. Like I want to spend extra money to make it so that my comlink is shaped like a guitar. Like it's. Uh, <laughs> oh, fair. Very okay. cool. Yeah, it's as, yeah, as one like, does. They, yeah, they they get they get out there. It's like I want it to look like a soccer ball, like whatever kind of. I want it to be a thing that sits on my head and looks like I've got an arrow through the head, so I can look like Steve Martin. You know, it's uh, <laughs> they're out there. Um, the Comlink apps, for example, you don't have to get crazy with. You can totally ignore them, or if you feel like adding stuff to it, you can. So you can get AR games on there and shit. So augmented reality is a pretty common thing in Shadowrun. Um, do you guys know what that is in real life? It exists currently? Yeah. Vaguely. Yeah. 
It's yeah, like a so, heads up display in real life. Exactly. Yeah. So um, if you have any kind of uh, thing that can display video to you on your head, in your head, on your eyes or in your eyes, uh, you're able to, let's say someone sends you a text message, instead of having to pull your phone out and look at it like a caveman, you'll get a little notification that'll pop up in the periphery of your view and you'll be able to read your text messages without having to reach into your pocket. Or if you've got, uh, let's say one of your buddies has a, a smart gun, he can stick his arm around the corner and you can link up with him and see what his gun sees around the corner. You can network all your shit together and uh, share video feeds and text messages and uh, pertinent information. If somebody's got a drone that's flying overhead, you can all link together and see the aerial view of what's going on so you can assess the combat situation from multiple angles at once. So it's a good idea to have any some kind of imaging stuff, whether it be smart glasses or contact lenses or goggles or uh, cyber eyes or a data jack that you have plugged into your com link. Man, it got quiet. Did I lose you guys? Oh, sorry. There's just so much to look at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. I love it. Love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I know I do want to buy goggles because that's what I want my character to wear. <laughs> I want some sick sunglasses. Dude, you can get them. Yeah, no, I want those aviator glasses, man. <laughs> those, like... Yeah. Um, with... Well, that, that I'll bother with later. Yeah, I gotta, like, customize the crap out of my car. It's gonna take me so long. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's something that you may want to you know fuck around with over the course of the next week. Yeah, yeah. Because it's also one of those things where it's like that's the car I drive my kid around in, so I don't know if I want a bunch of weapon mounts on it. Pop <laughs> 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 in the tank. We're going to school. Uh, <laughs> also, I would uh, recommend uh, Chris. You probably want a uh, several hits of kamikaze. Just, just saying. Under the trucks. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I did buy some Bioware though. No. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Well, so What's I had the... to get a control rig because I'm a rigger. Um, yes. What's and then the I... difference between Bioware and Cyberware? So Bioware is um, living tissue and okay. Cyberware is mechanical stuff. So oh, okay. there's there's a lot of things that are kind of redundant between the two. So you can get like a, a synaptic boosters or a wired reflex system. And like the wired reflex, you've got a bunch of wires inside that send electrical pulses from your brain to your body quicker than your spinal column does. Or you can get the synaptic boosters that speed up your spinal column, which are... Uh, uh, Bioware, they do the same thing. One of them, the, the Bioware generally consumes less essence, but is more expensive. So you can get more in there if you've got the money for it. Yeah, no, I got a control rig and I got a large LED tattoo. Nice. Um, yeah, this guy's got like a giant, like neon pink tattoo that he wear that he got when he was like eighteen. What is it? Um, 
I haven't fully decided, but I have a feeling it's going to be like something stupid and obnoxious. I love it. <laughs> Loch Ness Monster Tramp Stamp. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, ah, you, whatever you want. Don't, don't listen to me. Don't listen oh, to me. Um, rigor Command Consoles. I bought the Radio Shack Remote Controller. Okay, so there's, like I, I had said earlier in this, um, at this point, alternate future and alternate history, Radio Shack still exists in uh, the year 2076. Also, uh, since this game takes place in Seattle, important to note, the uh, anybody that's listening that's from Seattle, I'm sure there's maybe one of you, uh, the Kingdom is still there. That's right. The Kingdom. Ooh, I don't know what that important means. Important note that uh, Kingdom built uh, 1976, 100 year anniversary in our game. So, all right, uh, you were looking at uh, RCC's Rigor Command consoles. The more expensive ones are better, obviously, just like in real life sometimes. Um, let me pull those guys up in here. Yeah, I just want to make sure it's the, what I want it to be. It's it that like that's what I want to like be able to remote control the car. Yes, like, when yeah, I'm that's what the rigor it. command console is for. Yeah, you need uh, a good one. And where are ya? Um, so the page is two sixty seven. Um, for the oh, command console table. That is very helpful. Thank you for. Yes, I'm looking at it now. I just don't actually 100% know what data processing or firewalls for. I'm assuming yeah. firewall is its level of security. Yes, yes. And data processing is going to limit uh, how many things you can handle at once. So the higher the data processing, the more um, uh, drones, vehicles, and stuff like that you can control at the same time. Okay. Okay, and I, I, I just, yeah, I haven't seen Radio Shack in a long time, so I'm sticking with the Radio Shack one. Plus, I'm only driving one car, so. <laughs> yeah. So, man, where I, I live uh, pretty close to where the Bears are moving. So there's uh, the Bears football team, by the way, not like actual Bears. Uh, there's <laughs> a, uh, right by where they're moving to, there's a there was a Radio Shack and they still have a banner up on the on the wall that says Radio Shack and I drive past it and I'm like oh my god there's still a Radio Shack and it's not it's been gone for years that's it that's the whole story thanks for oh, tuning wow. in don't worry in my town there's a blockbuster working. that nobody's ever gone into and so they oh. just recently filmed a horror movie in there set in the 90s oh that's fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I miss. I used to work at Blockbuster because I'm old, and I miss it. Oh man, I say that. I, I think I might be older than you, employee. Was it? So you gotta stop saying that because I think I'm older than you. Oh, you'd be surprised. Maybe. I'm 72. No, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I was right there in Hollywood Video when it all went under. I got a bunch of free video, free movies, and games out of it. That was pretty neat. <laughs> Oh, man, that's pretty cool. The most tragic thing working at Blockbuster, they had, uh, you know, after a certain amount of rentals and stuff like that, they would destroy 
the movies. They're like, okay, feed all these DVDs into this machine that grinds them up. And I'm like, no, no, they can come home with me. Oh, tragic. Oh, yeah. Another, right. another fun fact about my character. I got a cyber limb. Cyber genitalia? I, what? I was telling you, you get, <laughs> no, you get your, no. your, your you pneumatic you dick. You get a cyber dick. A pneumatic dick. Oh, yeah, dude. How many cock push-ups can you do? You <laughs> one. That's right. It's just a one. jackhammer. Um, have any so of you guys seen the movie Tetsuo the Iron Man? Nope. No. Can't say I have. Have. That's okay. That's all right. Don't. Don't. Uh, but, you know, if you're interested in learning about cybernetic genitalia, uh, that's the documentary to watch, I guess. Uh, so... Uh, where are we at now? Everybody's got everything that they ever needed to buy figured out already, right? Obviously. And then augmentations, cyber limbs, and oh, cyberware, bioware, yep. vehicles, drones, and lifestyles. That's it. You're almost done, guys. You're almost there. <laughs> I think I'm good. There's some things I'm going to want to look at throughout the week, but yeah, I got the foundation set, more or less. Like, 80% complete with character sheet. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, like, as a as a magician and as an adept, uh, the big thing for you guys to fuck around with and really dial in your character is going to be your spells and your adept powers. There's a lot, to, a lot of options out there. So, you know, take your time, read through it uh, as you can, and uh, if you guys have questions, uh, I... Generally, we'll get back to you over Discord pretty quick if I can. Um, I've been running uh, CNC at work, which gives me a little bit of downtime in between uh, programs and shit like that, so I can get back to you pretty quick. And uh, I think about Shadowrun all day. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, hit me up anytime. Uh, Chris, you've got uh, probably some cybernetics and Bioware to look through. you got a lot of options in there. If you have... Uh, high strength or agility replacing your arms with cyber arms is not a great plan because they start off with a low attribute and you have to spend okay. a bunch of money to boost them up so if your attributes are already high uh, full out replacement limbs are probably not great but you can get shit put into your existing human or sorry orc arms uh, like if you want to get like a you know a knife embedded in your hand that comes out when you want kind of like Wolverine you can totally do that uh, you can also get uh, you know dermal plating or synaptic enhancers shit like that um, there's a thing called wired reflexes which is amazing it's very expensive very invasive but uh, wired reflexes will very turn useful. you into an unstoppable killing machine Just, just watch the uh, the first episode of the um, Cyberpunk 2077 anime. Wired Reflexes is like that first major fight scene it shows. Oh, if I only had time to watch shows. It's like a five-minute clip, dog. I'll fucking send it to you. <laughs> uh, hit me with that, too, because I have not watched that at all. Yeah. Great show. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's see what else is there to know. Oh, uh, so cyberware, there's different ratings in there, right? Does it show you in here whether you can get? Oh, yeah, so grade you can do like standard, used, alphaware, betaware, deltaware, gammaware. 
Omegaware. Uh, you're not going to be able to afford or acquire any kind of Omegaware, so don't even bother clicking on that at any point. But um, the like Alphaware is higher quality. It's going to be a lower essence drain. So if you click on Alphaware, you can see uh, you know the Cyber Ear Alphaware is going to cost you 0. 0.08000000002 essence uh, instead of you know one or whatever 0. 0.1. Uh, so it is a percentage of the essence cost, but it boosts the actual uh, new yen cost dramatically. Whereas used cyberware does the opposite. It's higher essence, lower cost. So those, uh, you know, that's been in someone already. So it's a little gross, but you know. Are there mechanics for cyberpsychosis in this? Like, can you accidentally make yourself crazy? doing this uh no that doesn't that doesn't happen in shadow run what happens is if your if your essence hits zero uh, basically you you stop working and you like go comatose like you you stop like your soul basically can't survive inside the machine anymore and you kind of go to shit i don't have that kind of time shown <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a minute <laughs> I'm busy. I'm busy. If you're out, if you're out here playing Olex Sun Eater for fucking two hours, stomping on giants, you can take thirty seconds. Bro, I gotta pick cyberware and shit. Okay, he's got, got a full time. time. He's got two forty weeks. hours. Yeah, two, weeks. two weeks. Yeah, it's gonna take me all two weeks to fucking figure this shit out, man. And and that's scraping into here. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> And then you get into your firearm accessories. So you know you got you got some options. You got you got a. Uh, like, what, I'm, what yeah, I'm having a hard it, time uh, fucking spending money here, man. I don't even know where to begin. An embarrassment of options. Really, uh, if yeah, you don't have money, Chris. Yeah. No, I spent all four hundred fifty thousand of mine already, and then I had to like scale back a bit. I'm okay. glad I picked only like a D for my money because <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's because yeah, I spent like a hundred thousand dollars on a car. Jeez. Yeah. What uh, would you pick? What are you getting? I get in the Ford America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, totally, totally reasonable. Yep. Um, but then I put a bunch of uh, attachments on it. So. Oh, of course, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. that's like that's a that's a, a very reasonable, you know, driving around car. You know, it's not like you're like Aries Roadmaster. Let's go. Give me a fucking tactical RV. Well, I like the description in the in the rule book where it says it's like the America's safest car or something like that. So it's like, yeah, no, like I think that that's the car I would buy when I, like, you know, it's like yeah. I got to oh. drive my kid to school. Oh yeah, I'm also poor, so, so my uh, my equipment's fast. <laughs> yeah, safe. Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, interesting thing, there's a, a thing called Grid Guide in Shadowrun that drives your car for you. Most of the time, people don't actually drive. You'll get in the car and you'll go, car, take me to school, and it'll drive you there. But uh, you can turn that off and drive manually, kind of like if you guys have seen the uh, classic film Demolition Man. Uh, you can drive manually. Uh, you can also plug in or you can remote control from your comm link. So you got uh, some options on how you're going to drive. How's Taco Bell doing in 5th edition? Uh, so it's legally not in there for reasons of uh, licensing. So instead, there's a thing called, uh, oh, what is it? It's Nacho Mama's, I think, is what uh, the restaurant is called. <laughs> Heck yeah. 
There's uh, there are a couple of different Shadowrun books available that just go into details about like, oh, what's the food like and the music and uh, you know what about, what about sports? What about uh, you know clothing? What's what's the what's the common trends these days? What are the kids into? It's uh, there's, there's so much detail and backstory and nacho mama meta plots and nacho mama and uh real popular thing in the seattle metroplex is stuffer shack which is kind of like a cross between um like walmart and uh and like like the restaurant subway like you go in there and you can get like a sandwich cooked and you can sit down and eat but you can also buy you know a, a cheap com link and some clothes and uh you know, cat litter and uh, uh, some fish. Did Nacho Mama win the fast food wars? <laughs> the franchise wars? Oh, those are unending. So that's, uh, I, I'm a huge fucking nerd. So that is from, based on uh, Judge Dredd storyline from, I want to say it was like 1978, um, where he goes out into the, the burned earth and like there's uh, like, open conflict between like the KFC colonel and like the <laughs> McDonald's clown and shit like that and uh amazing un- yeah unfortunately due to licensing issues those aren't in like the big collected editions of the the Judge Dredd comics so you gotta like hunt them down alright so um let's see so you guys got some stuff to think about you got the, the basic stuff out of the way for the most part uh these characters aren't going to be set in stone until we start playing. So over the next week, or well, I guess two weeks, because uh, my daughter's birthday is next week, and we're going to be, you know, celebrating. And my dad's in town, and all sorts of different shit. I got my graduation to go to, uh, but uh, we got uh, like two weeks, so you guys can, you know, uh, finagle and, and tweak your characters as you see fit in that time. You can jump into Roll Twenty at any time and update your character sheets and uh, ask me questions at any point. Some important things, though, that you guys need to think about. Uh, think about who your character is. Uh, you know, what are they? What are they like? Who do they know? Who do they interact with? What do they do for fun? What's their name? What's their fake name? You know, everybody uh, Shadowrunners generally will have like a uh, like a handle that they go by mostly. Uh, you'll have like a real name that your parents gave you and you probably have a fake sin that probably has a fake name on it and uh, think about that kind of stuff and uh, will we you know, all know each of, other? yeah so uh, here's some some deets about this this game uh, that I'm going to be running specifically so uh, I posted some stuff in this chat but uh, may have gotten lost in the mix so uh, game takes place in the year 2076. It's the uh, first couple of months of the year, so uh, I think it's going to be uh, probably March is when it's going to take place. And uh, everybody is has a, at least worked together once or twice. You guys may be like friends or uh, family or just associates, at least at the very least acquaintances. Uh, you guys are fairly new to being shadow runners to an extent. You may have done some kind of uh, small work before, but you're not, you know, like hot shit shadow runners. Um, you guys will all be in Seattle, whether you're brand new to Seattle or you've been here, you grew up here, whatever. That's up to you. Uh, 
Also, uh, when you guys get to the point where you're, oh, we got to we got to talk about contacts and knowledge skills too. So we'll we'll do that in a moment here. But um, there's going to be one uh, NPC, a fixer NPC that you guys will get for free. So if you want to have an additional fixer contact, you can, but you don't need to. So fixer is somebody that's going to get you uh, get you your equipment or you know, get you in touch with other people. So if you need to find jobs, he'll get you in touch with people with jobs or, uh, you know, you're like, oh, I need someone that can assess the value of antiques. You talk to your fixer and you'd be like, oh yeah, I know a guy. Here's, here's his info. Give me money. But, uh, other than that guy, uh, you know, any other contacts are going to be up to you guys to, to make, uh, you don't have to do character sheets for him or anything like that. Uh, don't worry about that. Uh, that that's, that's crazy. But uh, you know, you'd want to have an idea of like, oh, my guy knows a, a cop or you know a dude that works at the airport, whatever. Um, <clears throat> so you get knowledge skills for free uh, based off of your intelligence or no, sorry, intuition and logic. Let me find out what that number is. And so those are not um, predetermined. They're they're open for you guys to fill in what they are. So you can be like, oh, my guy's real knowledgeable about football, or uh, he knows a lot about uh, metal bands or horror movies. Um, my guy knows all of the different tricks you can do in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. You know, whatever kind of shit you want to put in there. Um, for your knowledge skills. Uh, also, knowledge skills will cover languages, which are other than regular real-world languages, like if you want your guy to speak like Tagalog or fucking Hindi, you know, you can put that on there. But there's um, uh, the only like additional languages are Sprithrial, which is the language that the elves made up and speak. And... Uh, uh, Orkzet, which is the language that orcs speak, which if you're not an orc and you try to speak it, uh, it generally will make you vomit because there's like guttural throat noises that human vocal cords can't make. Um, but otherwise, it's, it's real cool. life languages. Oh, yeah, dude. I was looking at I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, Orzet. And then I was looking at a one of the splat books and it's like, oh, yeah, the apostrophe in Orzet is a, a K sound that comes out of the bottom of your throat. And if you're pronouncing it correctly as a human, you'll puke. I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, so languages uh, are rated like other skills. So you'll make a, a dice pool and roll to see if you're able to communicate what you're trying to effectively. So your knowledge skills for free, and you can also spend in uh, karma and shit to, to boost them, are here. Let's see. You get a number of free knowledge skill points at character creation, skill advancement, and additional character advancement, page 103. Motherfucker. It truly is like a choose-your-own-adventure book. It's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you bounce around. I guess the physical book's out of... Well, uh, that makes sense. It's out of print since it's an old edition, but it's apparently yeah. still sought after. They're quite pricey. Yeah, a lot of them uh, are. I've got uh, quite a quite a little collection of Shadowrun books, but uh, trying to dig them up is unfortunately not very cheap. What the fuck? Goodness. Oh, I see. You also get a certain amount of free contacts... 
but that's based off of your charisma. Well, I'm kind of curious. Did anyone actually like end up with like a decent charisma? Um, I think I have a higher charisma. Uh, my charisma six. Oh yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that's the max. That's what she said. Hey, nice. <laughs> wow, your charisma's huge. So, uh, yeah, there we go. So your knowledge skills, knowledge and language skills, you get uh, intuition plus logic times two in points. Oh, damn. <laughs> Shit, my logic is one. <laughs> That's well, it's okay. Right. Your, your gearhead automotive, like, auto mechanic is, like, the most, well, probably going to be one of the most knowledgeable because I have a three intuition and a, five, a four logic Nice. Yeah, so you'll know either, you know, a little bit about a lot of things or a lot about a few things or somewhere in between. So I, whatever your dude's into, I mean, like, if you're into uh, sports or, or cars, like, you can know a shit ton about cars and just, you know, you see a car drive by and you're like, that's a, a 1969 uh, Chevy Charger, Dodge Charger. I'm, not, I'm now realizing yeah. that I've made a mistake because I personally know nothing about cars. <laughs> hey, that's cool. It doesn't matter. Your character does. You roll some dice, and then you go, "Yeah, that's the one." So you have there's to different. Sorry. Uh, there's uh, there's different categories of knowledges. There's academic, interests, professional, and street. So some examples are listed on page eighty nine of the core rule book. So academic uh, knowledges are things like biology, medicine, magic, theory, politics, philosophy, literature, history, music, parabotany, and parazoology. By the way, there's like all sorts of weird fucking Bargists and Hellhounds and and uh, Afanax and uh, things like that creeping around. Devil Rats. Those guys are bad. Uh, so let's see. Interests. So stuff like current SimSense movies, popular Tridio shows, 20th century trivia, Elven Wine, Combat Biking, Pop Music. Uh, professional ones include journalism, business, law, military service. Street says gang identification, criminal organization, smuggling routes, fences. So, you know, whatever whatever you think of, write it down and it's probably fine. Uh, I'm also, sorry, languages. I, I miss. Yeah. Uh, where? How? How much do we know we get for this? Uh, intuition, intuition plus logic times two, and that's free points. I'll have to look okay. at those, yeah. Uh, those are just some examples. You can make stuff up too. Or you can pick from the examples, because I know I know there's a lot. So examples might be your friend. Uh let's see. Spending your leftover karma. You guys will have you start off with uh I think it's fifty out of the gate. It's twenty-five out of the gate. Yeah. Um, you start with 25 that you can spend yeah. on qualities, and then you buy back up to 25 negative. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you got 25 you can... out of the gate. Yeah. So you can go in, if you take no positive qualities and only negative qualities, you could go into the end with 50, I think. is. Yeah, that's that checks out. So, yeah. Whatever karma you got left over at the end, you can spend to either uh, trade it in for more money, you can boost your attributes or skills. You can buy spells. You can buy bound spirits. You can buy additional contacts or additional knowledge skills. That is, uh, it says on page, uh, character advancement on page 103. 
it will go into that and there's uh, tables on page 107 for what it costs to advance your karma uh, what the karma cost is to advance attributes skills or uh, uh, yes those things uh, we're going to <clears throat> completely skip over the training times in this. So once you get karma, you spend it to advance one of your skills. It's just going to happen right away instead of you having to spend a certain amount of weeks of training because uh, who's got time for that shit? Yeah. yeah. Uh, also important, page 101's got final calculations table. So that's going to give you the breakdown on how to generate your um, your limits. So like your mental limit is logic times two plus intuition plus willpower divided by three round up. <laughs> okay. Your physical limit, strength times two plus body plus reaction divided by three round up. Social limit, charisma times two plus willpower plus essence divided by three it, round up. I feel like it's calculating it automatically for us. Uh, it probably will do that here. Yeah, that'd be nice. Is it on uh, in Ome somewhere? Um, uh, your limits are probably in there somewhere. I didn't see them in the Omi, but... Um, when you go yeah, to the bottom where it's, your character sheet is, uh, it says export. Yes. Okay. That will probably have your limits in there somewhere. Maybe. Oh, it just generates it as a, a bunch of text. Cool. It's still, it's, it's in there, though. When, when you put it yeah, in to, go. like, character sheet on roll 20, it's telling me my limits. Yeah, good. Oh, oh yeah, it's filling it yeah. automatically. Yeah, okay. Right. Red. So you Thank can. God. Okay, that's 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 helpful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you guys don't have to sweat living persona because none of you are technomancers, and uh, your reputation stuff will go up as your character advances. So, like your public awareness, notoriety, and street cred uh, will advance as we play. There's no way to save the stuff in Ome, is there? Uh, I just took pictures browser on my phone. phone. Yeah. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying, like, if I wanted to come back and continue with what I have in here. Um, it, as long as you don't close the window, in theory, you could just keep it open. Uh, yeah, but I'm not going to leave my fucking computer on for two weeks, though. <laughs> People turn uh, their computers off? Right? Who's who, what? Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know if there's a save for later thing. I don't think so. Okay. You just have to, you have to just power through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just write down how much money I have left then. So that's, I think that's all I have left to do. Basically, is just spend money to get to. Um, I only have nine karma points, so I can't get a whole lot with that. I, I have money throw, so I have to, apparently. To to, I'll have to use those somewhere. What page were the, was the point by for karma point? Oh, no, I found it. What page is that? Because I got to find it. 107. Okay. Is there a spot for karma on the character sheet somewhere? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be under, I think, where it says character. No, that's all your personal details. Main? Uh, where the fuck are you? Oh, no, it is on the character tab. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, current karma, um, career karma. There you go. Okay, oh. so 
Adam, just really quick here. So I make, I think all I have left to do is to spend whatever money I want to spend and then um, spend these last karma points. Is there anything else that I need to do here? Uh, your knowledge skills and then contact. So you get oh, okay. contact points equal to your charisma rating times three. Okay, that's gonna be three. <laughs> All right, so you get you're gonna you're gonna be able to get one contact. So your contacts have two values, two numerical values. One is loyalty, and the other is connection. So the connection rating is how connected that person is. So if their connection rating is say one, the guy doesn't know a lot of important people. Uh, if their connection rating is two, eh, knows a couple more people. Loyalty is how loyal they are to you. So if their connection or their loyalty is one, uh, they know your name and have interacted with you before. If their loyalty is two, they might go, "Oh, hey, how's it going, Chris? What have you been up to?" Is the uh, what? Where is this in the in the rule book? Is there a like a table or something? Uh, well, that's, uh, so if you go with that 107-ish, where was it? Uh, not 107, it was like 103, 104, yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Contacts, uh, 98, pardon me. It tells you about that. Um, gives you the breakdown on how the contacts work. There's not examples of contacts in there outside of a little tiny box that gives you five, six examples. So, uh, if you want uh, better examples, oh, there we go. For specific rules to use context, see page 386. <laughs> and how many contexts do you get again? Uh, you have uh, your charisma Is one. times three. So three. Uh, of point of points to spend on your context, and your context costs at least two points because they have one in one attribute and one in another attribute so you've got so you get one basically a guy that's either a two one or a one two yeah and it was connection and loyalty were the two things to spend it on yes so if you go to that page uh 386 there's a table on 387 that'll give you a breakdown of what those ratings kind of represent so if your connection rating is two it says has one or two friends with some knowledge skills or some minor social influence but for those of you with higher charisma you've got uh more contacts that you can generate uh each of these contacts all i would need from you guys for these contacts is uh their their numerical values uh so that'll go into your social tab there's a thing for contacts you can add them in there um you'll just put in their their numbers and then the type of it and then there's a thing that says location. Um, you don't have to sweat putting in location. Uh, all of your guys are going to be mostly in Seattle, unless you're like, oh, yeah, I've got a buddy that's in Paris, you know, whatever. Um, you can put stuff into location if you want. You don't have to. The type is... Um... Oh, man. So if you want to get... If you want to get into the details of this game, which... Uh, you have to. Have we, have uh, we not been? <laughs> no, no. We're, I mean, we're, we're just scratching the surface, my friend. There's a lot. Like I, I was telling you guys, this is, this is a pretty crunchy game here. Uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, 
There are, um, let's see, where is it? Not Game Master Advice chapter. There's a Friends and Enemies chapter somewhere that has <clears throat> some uh, NPCs in it that will give you ideas of okay. people you can use as content. Helps and hindrances. There we go. Um, context 380, 386. Look at that. Right where I was before I fucking flipped to the front of the book to look at the. All right. So, uh, uh, Adam, I think um, for sake of the recording, I think we'll probably end it here because we are at our time limit. So um, we'll call it here. Obviously, all of us have stuff to to figure out, whether it's money or gear or spells or modifications. So we'll get that all finished up. We got two weeks before we play again anyway. So uh, listeners, we will be back uh, in two weeks with session one of our Shadowrun campaign. Uh, next week, Sean is going to be running a one-shot of Merkbore. So stop by for that action. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be back. So um, really looking forward to this, Adam. Uh, I can tell that you certainly are. So we're gonna have a a good time here oh man i i hope you guys enjoy it as much as i do and it's you know it's a there's a lot up front to get ready but once we're playing it's really complicated (laughs) i bet (laughs) so it's only gonna get worse oh it gets well it gets worse before it gets worse but like oh man it's gonna be it's gonna be fun (laughs) The story is going to be fun. I love, I love yeah. it, you guys are going to have a blast. It's uh, it's rules heavy, but man, is it! It's fucking awesome. It is so great. All right. Well, join us next time, listeners. Thank you for joining us tonight, and uh, we will see you uh, next time. Same time, same place. Nighty night.